Yeah, this is 50 Cent. We're gonna count down 10 of today's hottest artists. I was facing when I was growing up. All the boys and the girls wanna fuck tonight. Gotta turn on the audio. He said, I you drinking. Let me buy you a couple of rounds and I said, What you thinking? Volume 2 Featuring Justice Busy Peak Thought Topics Big Edges Bliss Afi Afi Feeds Alex Kazemi DJ Midi Ballhead Crazy So me And Mr. Ohaso Okay, now begin. Recording yes. in progress. Okay, the red button is on. We're here. We're live. We're here. We're in the booth. It. We're in the stew. We're cooking with gas. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm only two sips into my Michelob Ultra, but the night is young. So young. Woo. I'm drinking a nice crisp Celsius. This is actually my first Celsius that I've ever had. Do you want to know what it says on the can? Is this? Are these allowed in Canada? Celsius. What one? Celsius. Which? Uh. I don't know if we have those. Which is funny because you guys go by Celsius and we were just discussing this. Oh yeah, maybe. I know everyone (laughs) drinks. We don't don't have Fahrenheit. um, What is that drink? Fuck. I forgot. But um, it's popular (laughs) in America too. It's like a buzzy drink right now that, I don't know, it's like a YouTuber made it or something. Do you guys Mm, know it? Yeah, the Mr. Beast juice. (laughs) No, no, Mr. Beast juice. Fuck. I made that up. I don't know if that's real. I'll like tell you after but yeah definitely i haven't drank alcohol in like 11 years this so. isn't even alcohol oh, nice. yeah, no, oh, celsius okay. is not alcohol celsius is an energy drink and on oh, it okay it says essential energy accelerates metabolism and burns body fat and it has no sugar and yeah. that can't be true. oh that's amazing is it like is there like ashwagandha and maca in it and stuff god knows because what they like to do is just put a lot of shit on the label that i have no yeah. idea what it is <laughs> and also you can just lie it doesn't yeah. have to burn body fat taurine ginger crack rock crack rock they got it all crystal well america has all these like seductive products that we're not like allowed to have in canada so like when i was a kid like when we would like go over the border to like bellingham or something we would be able to buy like chips and like coke that we can't buy in canada so like (laughs) all the evil cancerous stuff that we keep in our corner stores (laughs) yes yes exactly like things that are so normal for you guys yeah like foreign products for us yeah shit that's like 
an un like a crazy color of red that's not found in nature. It's like the very first thing you ever buy when you get a, this much freedom. Yes, exactly. Oh my You're like, god. Oh, and yeah. then like hot green chips. Like it's crazy. Right. I'm like, it's yeah, really yeah, crazy. For sure. We have like, ketchup chips. Apparently, you guys don't. This is my favorite thing about Canada. <laughs> you guys have the all dress. You have the all dress chips. All dress is my favorite. You guys we don't do have all have dress. Those, right? We don't have it, and we used to have it, and then the freaks over in uh you know beijing china unleashed covid <laughs> <laughs> and they took away my all dress chips that was oh my god dude, well it's just because conspiracy. it wasn't considered a bestseller that's such a true conspiracy that like we've lost certain like foods after covid the less needed uh yeah, the, totally the capitalist wild. excess they really trimmed off the fat mm-hmm. like we got rid of the um barely, barely not off me yeah. but um the all-day breakfast we got rid of that mm-hmm. we got rid of the all-dressed chips we got rid of the fucking s'mores ritz bits <laughs> 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 they're all gone the like like away. like like sand in the wind right yeah this is actually so prescient and weird because i was actually thinking about how there's like a true sense of grief and loss like when you can't drink or order a product that used to be like so readily available like vega one like used to have these like vegan protein bars that are just now gone and i'm like mm-hmm. what else am i gonna lose in my lifetime now i'm like when <laughs> is, i'm like, not gonna know when the last time i'm gonna have like a rice krispie treat is exactly, you know, exactly. The last one is. they are getting ready to take it away from you as we speak <laughs> they are loading there's a list a laundry list and every day they wake up and roll the dice <laughs> yes. and say what are we taking off the menu next it's sick Right. Yeah. It's sick. And this We're is why I'm a hoarder. Yeah. For exactly. Sure, for sure. Exactly. That's so funny that we openly like talked about that. And I've spent like <laughs> the last 10 years like having to like do fucking historical fiction research on like fucking junk food products from that era <laughs> because I'm not American and I wrote an American period piece and it oh so you, had to, you had to get to the bottom of the, the green ketchup and whatnot. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, yeah I, had to, I had to look up like prices of like mcchickens and things like i was unhinged so during funny. that yeah but yeah for sure well I, how much was the dvd rental in 1999 <laughs> um i had to look up if sweet and sour sauce was was on the menu and i like went to mm-hmm. a library that had access to a database that um was message boards of teenagers in that era and i was like please someone say sweet and sour sauce and then on wiki it said like mcdonald's introduced sweet and sour sauce in like the 70s or 60s or something I don't know. And it's been a it's been a staple ever since. It's been part of my heart, okay. part of my life part ever since. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, no, for sure. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> um so wait, okay. what year were each of you guys born? Chris, what year were you born? 97. 97 as well. And Nick? 97. Oh, also 97. Wow, 97 soulmates. And Chris, what's your sign? Uh, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, so Scorpio and Sag. Yeah. I'm a cusp as well. Okay. Yeah, I am. I just love Scorpios. I'm a Scorpio. Unfortunately, a Cancer, the worst sign ever. So, (laughs) I'm a Scorpio, and I'm a tight young 24. (laughs) That's not true. I'm 25. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god, you guys are so fun already. I've been lying all year. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. So, listen, folks at home, we are joined live in the booth, live in the stew, live in my gorgeous, gorgeous apartment that is broiling me alive <laughs> as we speak. If I, I may have to make an outfit change at some point during this episode. I can't make any promises. And, yeah. <laughs> and we are joined by a lovely young literary lady who <laughs> has 
truly, truly rocked my world with the book that uh, was sent to me in the mail that I enjoyed yes. on the beach. I burnt my legs so much to the point they're this still is not a beach read. Oh my! It God. is not a beach read, <laughs> but it was for me. It was for me. <laughs> For and, Scorpio, it's a beach read for yes. sure. This was a really good garden apartment. All the lights off region. Exactly. Yeah. Ba- basement unit vibes. Basement unit vibes. The yeah, totally basement unit vibes. Oh my god. Especially yeah. <laughs> my basement unit where it's only like LED lighting and it like looks like a party at night. Exactly. It was nice. I'm on the second That's floor, so, so I wouldn't fun. know. Um yeah. but he rises, girl. He, he, rises. he do rise. So and still I do as well. Um anyway, I keep getting distracted. We're joined. <laughs> by writer lovely lady yes. gorgeous icon <laughs> the one the doll the delicious <laughs> angel the motherfucking alex kazemi how are you yes how are you um Hi. actually i was um very moved by your your review that was sent to me i sent it to maddie healy and brett Easton ellis and oh. they both, they both loved it and um we're it was just so special getting like that reading that because it was so like um vindicating and like validating of like what i had just spent the fucking last i was like oh wait if like i was like i swear i must have visualized nick's reaction on a full moon or a new moon like this is some magical glitch because it was just so beautiful every word that you said and um yeah, Brett was like, "That's this is your introduction to what a smart reader is." So, yeah, oh. that that was a pretty um, exciting moment, and I think Maddie was just like, "Holy fuck, that's like mind blowing." So, that definitely, so I sweet. I didn't send it to Lindsay Lohan, but um, <laughs> I, I could have. <laughs> I, I chose not to, but I think it was for Maddie and Brett for sure. We're connected through the ether, so I'm sure she felt me thinking it anyway. <laughs> she's so nice. Like she's the nicest person alive. I'm oh sure God. that she is. Yeah, that would be everything. You can she's hear it like in every so pure and sweet. She's she's like that like real maternal cancer energy of like pure pureness in the world. Like, you know, like when like I think that video of her trying to kidnap the kid and, and that whole vibe that like that was that was like such a peak moment of human culture completely yeah i mean you can you can can sense her her kindness and her uh her angelic spirit through every lyric of bossy you can hear oh yeah yeah for sure and um yeah walk and not a talk stay all of the demos Mm -hmm. from that era Mm -hmm. um from the those sessions with cara are amazing yeah she's an amazing pop star i mean i think xanax is really good too when she was yeah. wor- wor- working on writing those i mean she's a per speak is like a perfect album from front to back like completely i say this like all it, the time it is finally, like uh to know your name magnet like there's still nothing that sounds like that today well because no one else has the kind of vocal texture that she has like basically yeah, no yeah, other like sure. disney teeny bopper has been able to recreate the kind of like raspy like sexy texture that she has to her voice where everyone else who's come after has been like a weird forced over singer like Demi Lovato or someone who has like literally zero capabilities yeah, whatsoever yeah. like Selena yeah. Gomez <laughs> and it's like poor Selena. I don't know poor She's Selena I mean tragic. lover what did you lover. think of fetish and, and with Petra and all that like that era. I okay I'm a bad liar apologist I think that's a beautiful song I think it's lovely yeah, but then yeah. fetish the video fine fine but the music the music leaves much to be desired t- for me 
<laughs> I just don't really know what she's looking for. I mean, a lot of people would say, like pop critics would say that revival kind of set the pre like set the tone for like what 2010s pop was going to become for like the next few years. Like it was very influential, and it was also a huge influence on Britney's Glory album. And I think Revival is a very good album for sure. Um, the Max Martin songs on there as well. Sure, but um, I don't but to know. To me, it's was like it it's a it's a mastering of, of a kind of skill that's not um, impressive to me. It's a mastering of Forever Twenty One dressing room music, and among that genre, beautiful. Yeah. it's the pinnacle of Forever Twenty One. But it's <laughs> to me, it's still. You don't the, think "Good for You" is like an avant-garde pop song? Good for which one is good for you? It's like I want to look good for you. The one that's like oh. kind of like sounded like droned and it sounded yeah. different uh -oh. than anything uh -oh. that came out at that yeah, time. Yeah, where she's like kind of whisper singing, and it's sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I just don't really know what she's looking for. Like, I think that documentary was. Did you watch it? Mm -mm. I don't think. She yeah, I think her documentary, which was like very cancerian, just like all about her suffering and how she doesn't want to be in the spotlight and, and all these interesting things. But it seems like she doesn't derive joy out of being a pop star. Like, I feel like there's like very no. few kind of pop girls left who have that sort of like love for pop and performance art. And I guess Doja seems to be very passionate about that. Yeah. In the same way mm -hmm. the icons have been. Totally. You can tell which pop girls just do it as their job. Like, I don't think that Selena Gomez is like a visionary. I just feel like she kind of just shows up and they tell her what to do. Exactly. She did exactly. Spanish. And she also feels like kind of claustrophobic and trapped. Mm -hmm. Like she brings like a, mm -hmm. like a, yeah, like a prison element to pop music. Yeah. When, <laughs> when she, Beautifully said. Very true. Exactly. When she pivoted to Spanish, she seemed very uncomfortable. But that's just because what was, that was what was popular and like trendy. And she just yeah, yeah. very uncomfortable with a lot of what she has to do whenever she tries something new. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah. the people who are committed to it are this kind of, like, middle class of pop star who actually are not chart-topping. They're, like, people who crank out hits for faggots, basically, and are very committed yeah, yeah, to yeah. the, like, the visuals and the, like, the boobs and the heels and the hair and the whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this kind of old vision of pop stars, it's, like, people who are doing it on, like, a shoestring yeah, budget. Yeah, they almost do yeah. it as, like a, like, a, like, a drag queen performance you know like mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. and they're also picking up the cues from their gay audience and it, it, it's kind of mm -hmm. interesting like they like charlie xcx's whole branding was like the gbf pop star you know yeah exactly and um, for better or for worse <laughs> yeah but she like yeah it'll be it's kind of interesting because like i don't i don't really know like do you guys find charlie extremely impressive we're big Charlie people in this I, house. I, I do yeah, this. yeah. Pop two was a very important project to me. I think it changed my view on okay. pop music in general, and I have to give her credit there. I love her, even if before then and after then it's been a little less. Um, I, I just think it's like so best. funny when she would like post every day and be like, "I'm not famous enough." Like, I want to kill myself because I'm not famous. <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude, like you broke out with Fancy, and it, like that was the moment. Like you broke out with Iggy. That right. was when, like, the Chachi girls who shop at Forever Twenty One, yep. like, you know what I mean? And Vroom Vroom, and she's had many TikTok hits, and she's fucking has a whole montage in the Barbie movie. Like, she's she's right there. It doesn't like, get bigger than that. Like, it really like, doesn't get bigger she's than like that. The perfect kind of famous, I would argue. Like, she's very ubiquitous. She's starting to become a household name, but she doesn't have the like. She's not going yeah. to the gala. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and who like, and who wants to do that? Who would want it? Oh, who, who wants, wants to, to go? That? It's so it's, it's just so not like her, um, you know like. Yeah, being a celebrity is such like a sort of like joke in this era. Like we're not in like mm -hmm. the golden age of like I mean, I think like pop culture 
doesn't really exist. Like it's sort of like algorithmic um, indoctrination of like what you think pop culture is through like the people that you know, but there's no mm. like arena version of pop culture. Like I don't even think most people even knew mm. what the idol was. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm -hmm. there's no real way to like infiltrate. And I guess like Charlie, if Charlie had come out in like 04, 03 or something and made as futuristic sounds as with Sophie, I'm sure it would have been household mm -hmm. arena fame yeah. at that point. Yeah. Right. But Easily. there's almost no, there's no drive to make, there's really, no, there's also just no room for like pop music in a traditional sense now. Like most Absolutely. of it is just to fill like it's like background music for ads basically or it's like <laughs> yeah yeah off no, the no, wall club no, shit that no one yeah, would no, ever for play sure. like if they weren't like popped out of their mind you know yeah yeah no no for sure and i think that like in new millennium boys like i i kind of went to bat to to show the reader how much um the brainwash of mtv and that arena pop culture was like influencing fashion style decisions and how i mean beautifully painted in 2001's josie and the pussycats like perfect yeah. uh perfect analysis of the pop culture at that time and how kids were mimicking uh an idea of having an identity through through the screens of mtv and record stores and all this and magazines and things like that but yeah it's fascinating Sorry, I don't know. I'm coughing. Um, <laughs> but um, <coughs> this is from talking. I didn't talk shit about Charlie. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this is, is the this is the Illuminati brainwash. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's what you get. Yeah, this is what I get. Come on here and be nice to people. I'm Fuck getting. you. <laughs> Sore throat. Um, <laughs> <coughs> what the fuck? Anyways, Jesus. <laughs> Do I need to get water? Anyways, I'll take a sip on your behalf. Um, yeah <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but um yeah interesting timing it's kind of like what like the QAnon people think of like oh did like did you hear the phone cut out when you started talking about that you know what i mean yeah like, they're recording us it's, yeah it's they the don't moment. want you to speak the truth <laughs> yeah they don't want you to tell the truth about katie perry's champagne <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what do you think of like the katie perry like bonnie mckee era like teenage dream and all that Oh. Don't get me started. Oh, how much? How much time do you have? Right. <laughs> Are you a fan of it? Fuck yeah, I'm a fan of it. I used to have it framed. I used to have the t the the vinyl framed, framed <laughs> on the wall in my apartment. When we lived together, we used to have a vinyl framed outside of each of our bedrooms, so you can tell who's in the who's to represent our personalities. Up <laughs> to and yours was like a cycling of like Katy Perry, Lana. Yeah, I have my most recent one up here, which is um Pop the Glock by Afi. Yeah, I had a nightmare last night about charlie grant my friend on this pisces full moon who's a pisces so it's weird you brought up lana because it was really weird and i i want to i'm very uncomfortable about it but um because <laughs> you had this prophetic dream about him not not I, yeah it was weird i mean i kind of worry i mean i hope he's okay i mean he gets bullied a lot on the internet i found through like um the just pop, by proximity yeah by the pop gay fans um they're like oh twink death and things like that um i saw him being referenced around the time that i first started talking about getting you on the show and there was a tweet going around of his i think it was the twink death tweet of him with the blonde hair or whatever yeah 
And it was funny because I, when I saw that picture of him with the blonde, this very young photo of him, I, that was how I pictured Brad Sella. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure Charlie would play Brad in a movie for sure. He's he's looking for work um in the arts world. So yeah, definitely. Um yeah, Charlie's an interesting figure. I don't know how much time you have for that. I, I don't want to get into that. I, I only know shut, as much lore but, um, as um Instagram posts betray. <laughs> yeah, the his Instagram posts are definitely masturbation material for Lana's fans. <laughs> and, um, I often Any man wonder that associates he, with her. If he plays into that sometimes. I feel like there's some dark part of everybody that would have to do that a little bit if you had even a little bit of shine off of Lana. Yeah. Yeah, no, can you imagine how strange it must be being Chuck and Charlie? I always think about it. Like, Yeah, like, it's like way more fucked up than being like Ariana Grande and Frankie. <laughs> right, that, that seems like way too Oh, do you guys like love way Ari? more fucked up. I don't know, but you know, it is what it is. Are, we, we, are you guys Ariana fans or no? Fuck no. Um, oh, no, no. Really. You love Mariah? Sorry. Fuck, fuck Ponytail. Yeah. Um, yes. Who? Who? Mariah Carey? Um, I I kind of missed the Mariah train as in my youth. Oh, okay. And I just didn't have an opportunity to really like graft onto her music. Like I didn't have anyone in my family who listened to her. I didn't have anyone in my like friend circle who listened to, to her. Car and Dev and Paradiso Girls. Exactly, Paradiso <laughs> Girls. Yes, yes. I do mention I. This is okay. The Paradiso Girls. Are you familiar with the Paradiso Girls? No. So they're. A the British version of the Pussycat Dolls. They were formed by the same. <laughs> no, management. no, they're not British. They were formed by British, a UK company. Are you sure? I'm almost hundred percent certain about that. Well, they're not all British because they're the they're multi ethnicity, and that was what was so exciting about the Paradiso Girls is that they're diverse. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That's really funny. I thought Martin Kurzenbaum created them. Cherry, cherry, boom, boom. He had like production fraternizing with them where he was like working on the the album that never came to fruition but the original formation was it was a failed experiment by the same person i unfortunately was the there for that era the prophet blog jack peterson pop hmm. era i was definitely <laughs> um around for the formation of that and i like kind of like it was so cringe like as a teenager like i was like a pop music blog. it's not cringe but like and that it was is. sort of like my aspirations at that point and um definitely rubbed shoulders with like people like the parody so girls it's so strange looking back at it <laughs> <laughs> they still have like almost a million monthly listeners on spotify it's crazy. I've never heard of it. Maybe yeah because i think it. um because the one song pop is probably like what zoomers listen to like when they were like five years old going to like soccer practice or something you know what i mean like yeah the music of their childhood is like 20 early 2010s pop well because nothing significant has come out since then or nothing like that has <laughs> left an impression on people in the same way like i always well, think, let's like, whenever talk we go about like how madonna bars. is very prescient with like um mdna then and how people she was so persecuted in that era but if you kind of think about it her aligning herself with lmfao and stuff was just her doing what she always does in like you know connecting to something that's connecting to the zeitgeist and bringing it yeah. to the masses well they were the masses, but you know what yeah. i mean yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think it was because at the time the the underground thing that she could have pillaged was not um enough a viable option for Madonna. There wasn't any She could have worth... worked with like Salem and Jack Donahue and stuff like that. Yeah, I just feel like the, also at that point in her career, I do think that her powers are a little bit um I I don't know that I trust Madonna with Salem. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm a I, hater I, for I, that. I, I, I can't ever criticize Madonna. No, you can't. Due to, due to certain, <laughs> certain life events that have unfolded, Ooh, I've never criticized Madonna in my life. No, God, um, of course. I wouldn't either um, if I was in your shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, when Madonna no, talks for... about my podcast, I'll shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, I just think she's probably like the greatest person to ever like do oh, pop art or pop music easy, like easy she's easily one of the greats the like, great yeah she is the pit like the i don't even think gaga is near what madonna has done artistically fuck no is fuck the gui no. video with the housewives and andy cohen in the sky is a god is that compared to the sex book and work with steven mizell and things i mean obviously gaga has worked with mizell but you know what i mean like it's just there's a level of like artistic excellence that madonna holds herself up to that i don't mm -hmm. feel like gaga really cares about she definitely doesn't <laughs> oh. madonna had a bootstrap a lot more than like gaga had to i don't know well because there was yeah there was no path to walk and that's why i think, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of oh yeah You're i don't know hilarious. gaga i don't know girl my she's like a, she's like a she's like a fucking she's like a restaurant hostess yeah, i don't know being like the joker movie so she, the guy is just doing whatever she wants i don't know what her <laughs> i don't know <laughs> a restaurant hostess. <laughs> and I, I, it makes me feel stupid because i every time this stupid whore does anything i will show up at target and buy the fucking cd i'll do it yeah if someone if someone from the back row says oh gaga's releasing a song next month i'm like ah like, oh, fuck great now i have to like go buy the merch like a faggot wait, and, wait like, about gaga yes about gaga because there's something genetically that happened to me <laughs> oh during the born this way era yes because of my age and the circumstances <laughs> And the things oh in my, my mouth and ass at the time. Oh my god, you got audited, David Miscavige type shit. You got they fucked me up. They fucked me up. The, the, they, they codified my genes. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's just in your brain. It's fuck. It's it's over. Yeah. It's over. I made my grandmother buy me that CD at Costco. That's fucked up. How old were you when you heard Bad Kids by her? Fuck. What year was that? 2012? 2011. 2011. Yes, yes. So that means I was. I did a skip. I love like the Bane Monster. Hated Born This Way and then loved Art Pop. I'm going to tell you this now. Mental math, not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no, it's fine. You don't have to. Like I was a, a, tw a tween, maybe an early teen. Okay, okay. Maybe 13, Yeah, no, 14. the Bane Monster is known as like a perfect pop album from front to back. I think like her best work is probably Heavy Metal Lover, mm -hmm. Sex Dreams. Mm -hmm. And um, there's one other that sounds like that. Fuck um this is such a mercury retrograde podcast right now i'm so sorry like i'm not like, <laughs> not, like it's okay this is our normal format <laughs> okay okay this is just about how lucy usually is exactly. okay wait like heavy metal lover sex streams you guys fill in the blanks what is that the the one that fits into that there's three they're like a trinity so happy i, I could die so happy i could die yes so happy i could die yeah <laughs> there you go. that's a yeah that's a classic three the holy trinity those are great okay so okay I yeah. okay like i didn't make that up okay sure. yeah those are just those are everyone yeah, loves per them perfect um 
Songs. I mean, her like. beef with Azalea was pretty fascinating. Everything Azalea related is fascinating. That's so true. I put actually something Azalea said to me into the dialogue of the book um, when she called me an inbred retard. I put that in the dialogue of my novel. I was like, okay, I'm going to use that. <laughs> this is another question that I had in my questions. And before we get into the actual book, <laughs> there is a, a part of the book where you uh, a character i don't who says this where is this i feel oh so god. sorry for you I had to prepare for this like, no oh my god my i th i've <laughs> been preparing this for a long time um he someone says something to the effect of this is oh this year for me is going to be about like realizing stuff. Is that a deliberate yeah, 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 Kendall yeah, yeah. Jenner quote? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I put little, thank you for finding that. Yeah. I put Easter eggs throughout like all of the, the text of just kind of like showing to the reader that like, you know, imagine the type of things that we like see in like meme culture, like inserted yeah. in like a narrative of dialogue. Like it was just like the way that a sentence like that might really resonate. <laughs> yeah, you're like pop culture heads, you know? Yeah. And I also just kind of show that Lou is kind of stupid. So I kind of wanted to like yeah. make it make it make it show that vibe as well. Um there was another one that I I think I think I found two deliberate Lana Del Rey quotes. Uh I like it the best when you're nice to me. Which is yes. uh, yes. <laughs> the tweet, and um, uh, you don't ever have to be stronger than you actually are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's California yeah, for sure. <laughs> These Absolutely. are things I was like, "Am I crazy?" I was like, "Am I tripping?" Or is this like, yeah, directly... no, for sure, for sure. And there's, yeah, uh, yeah, no, of course, of course. I, I, I like mixed and matched those type of things for like pop culture heads like you guys to 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 find it so yeah it's actually really <laughs> exciting that people have picked up on it, it <laughs> it's in there <laughs> it feels like like um yeah it really easter eggs or something like that i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. my brain cells did feel very engaged about it it, it, it takes a that kind of knowledge takes up a lot of space in my brain <laughs> yeah but what's so uh, weird is is that like that's a particular reader who can pick up on that you know mm -hmm. not every yeah. some people can read that just be like oh, you know and not really know what i'm referencing Right. exactly have well, you guys read the shards no i haven't and people keep telling <laughs> me to read it, <laughs> it the only long? it's too uh, i'm a little bit scared of it being a tome you and no the only brenny Snellis book i've ever read is less than zero which is oh. why um obviously new millennium voice is very thematically and tonally kind of similar and i was yeah. in that um headspace for a lot of the time I was reading it and I've had rules of attraction on my shelf for a really long time and I've never read that never a gl oh, glamorama I love, I love this I love like I love the like idea of you know not committing to the scripts of like the classics or literature that everyone should read or things like that I I love that you know you're just like getting into it now I, I know that offends a lot of older people and gatekeepers and stuff like that but it's like I don't know like it's hard to I didn't I mean I don't know if I really read literature as a teacher like I don't know yeah. if there even time amongst watching Gossip Girl and like other things like I just the mediums yeah. that I was consuming right. were not very like literary you know no. what I mean yeah like, I mean like I think both of our interests have always been kind of like pop oriented and like in literature you should watch the canyons have you seen it the canyons no I've never even heard that's of this. Lindsay's movie movie with Paul Schrader that Brett wrote and it with the porn star James Dean 
And it's fucking amazing. How have I never it's like, heard of this. This is it's crazy. It's the best movie ever made. Like I'm obsessed with it. And it's the 10 year anniversary this year. And holy um, fuck. Yeah, it's I amazing. Like, That's I actually just how saw, I discovered I um Brett's work. Um, and I remember telling Sky Ferrer that as a teenager and been like, and she was like, I, I own all of his the movies and books at my house. Like you're like <laughs> you're late to the party. You know what you're I mean? fucking I late. <laughs> yeah I like I don't know I mean the everything that I've ever read has been like kind of very like poppy like recommended at a bookstore literature like like kind of like like realistic fiction Stilton? shit I don't fucking know like I mean like I'm notoriously not a reader at all so yeah not my like yeah. the th- like the thing that when I was 18 I was like I want to write like I want to be a writer is yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Lena Dunham not that kind of girl right. <laughs> oh no like you had like the thought catalog like confessional memoirist vibe oh, in your head that's like why I went to school for creative writing is because I was like I'm Hannah and then <laughs> like, no. I know dude and then like before you know it all of your published work is like like a personal essay is about you like sucking dick and doing drugs and being a freak and whatever and then you're like hmm i can't show this to anyone <laughs> so <laughs> then you have to start over. oh yeah nothing. i mean i'm yeah it's it's total navel gazing and like i started out on thought catalog in that era and like i was also into that t- sort of memoirist confessional vibe i made it a bit performative as well but i know what you mean like it's not really like something that once your like frontal lobe develops where you're like mm, do i really want to do this like you know right. like like i i'm i i am not lena dunham and i think every day thank god every day that i'm not <laughs> and that things didn't pan out that way for me <laughs> so close yeah, no, so, so close sure. so close no for sure no i had my era of like being like i have ocd like lena and like you know being neurotic and stuff like that but um, <laughs> happy i grew out of that <laughs> yeah because eventually it's like i don't know like if i'm ever i was like if i'm ever gonna get anyone to pay me to write anything it's gonna have to not be this well i had you in like a freelancer database when i was a magazine editor because um i was me? just like looking for like music journalist writers and music writers for um the issue and it was so funny there was like this like kind of like slutty mirror picture on on the on the uh, website, and I was like, "Oh, that's, that's interesting like, oh. for a music journalist to to represent themselves." Um, a slutty mirror effect, Jesus Christ! Well, it's because around the time that I started doing like music criticism, it was the same time as I started this, and my my promotion for this <laughs> was your slutty mirror pick. Is slutty mirror pick? Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I never really took I mean, any it, photos it's, to it's, be it's, professional. It's provocative. With. Yeah. It works, you know. Yeah, still I get emails all the time. It's working. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely, it's definitely memorable. Good. Um, all right. Well, then I won't change. I won't share any more yeah, photos no, of myself. You, you gotta leave it up there. Yeah. Offers. I definitely get some offers. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. Definitely do. Definitely do. <laughs> Did you guys base your show off of The Simple Life? Um, we. I mean, it was a kind of a. It's kind of mostly just any two bimbos who yeah. speak in the same kind of fashion, like Simple Life, Snooki and JWoww. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know, like just any um any kind of dumb girl duo. Yeah, dumb I feel. That, um, yeah. Culture. Are you familiar with the stylings of Aisha Erotica? Her music. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I've accidentally heard it on soundcloud while listening to xcx world 
okay sure so yeah that'll probably do a little bit of it she around the time that we like started like thinking about the show it was i was obsessed with her and okay. this kind of like mcbling <laughs> sort of like nostalgia <laughs> thing and oh, um, yeah i think like just kind of like the two but do like, you guys, IMV like remember when that with, like, aesthetic tits. was like formed on tumblr and stuff i mean I have always sort of, I mean, if I've ever run into it, it's basically only ever been ironically. Like, I didn't really, I wasn't okay. allowed on social media until pretty late in my life. Yeah. Wait, you were actually banned? Like, well, you, like, like, like your parents didn't let you go on the internet? Not until I was like mm, 13. I had complete free range, but I just wasn't on like MySpace or Tumblr in the early, early. I days. never had a MySpace. I had a Tumblr in high school for like two years. Mm -hmm. And then it was pretty basically all Tumblr I've ever was done just is Twitter in that era. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was more just like just not my truth. gamer until the until like 2012 was when I started really getting into like the dark corners of Tumblr. Which yeah, I see a good time 2012 to 2016 for Tumblr culture. It yeah. was fine. I just bullied people on Twitter in high school, and then <laughs> definitely I still do that. <laughs> I wish. Wait, could could we turn up Chris's mic? I feel like it's quite low. Oh yeah, sure. And it's pretty know. low the whole episode, so sorry, guys. Oh, it's <laughs> okay. Is this? Let me make room for you because maybe it's still. Maybe it's just coming from like the actual computer. Cool. How about now? It's a lot better. Yeah. Lot okay. Better. Good. Great. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. Well, listen. <clears throat> there is. <laughs> There is actually an order of business to discuss here. We're not just here for shits and giggles and being little girlies. Um, we are here to talk about a novel which is set to release on September 12th? Yes, September 12th, right after 9-11. Uh, right after 9-11. Very <laughs> fortuitous timing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's actually a homage to Glitter failing Mariah's movie. Yeah. The billboard of Glitter with the towers in the back. Classic. <laughs> Glittery. It was a beautiful image. All part of the government's plan. <laughs> exactly. It was all part of the government's plan to take down Mariah. And it worked. <laughs> yeah. She always understand. talks about that. She said that Glitter failed because of 9-11. Because of George W. Bush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Cheney. I don't know, man. I wasn't I wasn't there. I was a child. I was an infant. <laughs> you, don't, you guys don't actually like think of politics like in your head, right? Well, like in general, <laughs> like does it like take up mind space, like politics? Um, for me, I think I cared a lot about politics in high school and college, where I just yeah. learned to take everything with a grain of salt. Now, now I feel totally powerless. You're like apolitical, <laughs> right? Now, huh? Are you like apolitical? At this point, yeah. I mean, okay, I was cool. like, I yeah. was a, I was kind of a Bernie shell for a lot of years, mm -hmm. and I was like a mega libtard for many years, all through like, oh uh, wow. Yeah, like basically through high school. And then when I got to college and I started taking like queer theory classes and being like, whoa, whoa, what you are they guys are crazy. You? Like you guys are like, crazy. Kramer, faggots? Huh? Or like, what do they teach you? Like just very, um, you've read Kramer, you guys watch Queer as Folk? Oh yeah. Never seen Queer as Folk. Never seen Queer as Did Folk. read Kramer. Um, I love Lurk. I love Kramer. <laughs> I love Kramer. I love Bersani. I love all those, those. But I I felt like they were being used for evil ends by people who um had much more narcissistic uh business like use views of how oh, to okay. go yeah, about yeah, using yeah, that definitely and definitely. um I don't know I mean like I just remember being in those classes and hearing the way that people wanted to like jack themselves off for like hours a day mm -hmm. and being like 
oh my god like you people are fucking crazy i mean i took a gender woman studies course and it was about beyonce essentially the whole time the professor curated it about beyonce about like branding feminism and i was like i'm paying like thousands of dollars for this yeah so oh my god and like i don't know and honestly i do attribute the death of the libtard thing to red scare Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my god i know i know that's actually really good then because i'm so perplexed of like not understanding anything about red scare only knowing that like the worst people in my life and the worst people i know who have like followed the hipster trajectory (gasps) from like all of the different eras made their way to red scare so i was immediately cynical of it and i'm like oh look another fake celluloid identity that you're adapting but if it's actually breeded um positive uh you know yeah you know influence on the minds of um, the youth of america then you know whatever good that's that's pretty cool i mean that's that's kind of interesting like it was a part of your deprogramming basically yeah i mean candidly it did give me the language to articulate the stuff that i was feeling like was bullshit okay feeling like i didn't know exactly how to express it in a way that like made sense and didn't make me seem like i was like just kicking and screaming like reactionary free (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah for sure but then obviously i mean like like it's more complicated now because of the right wing shit (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) which is really it's really funny because like people it's so funny that like people think that like brett understands politics but he doesn't like as well like so it's like so funny that like like people think he's like this like like he doesn't get it like he doesn't think about it so like during the white book tour everyone tried to like fuck with that andrea longchu do you guys know about that she wrote like i love andrea longchu but i do you do she did drag (laughs) she did you love andrea longchu i'm obsessed with females i think is a fucking great book (laughs) i think it's brilliant i think it's brilliant She's an amazing yeah. writer. Love her. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but she definitely did make fun of white a lot in book form. Yes, true. I do think like a lot of it is like, I mean, she her job is to be like kind of like a like an attack dog in a lot of ways. And yeah. I think especially at that particular time, people were getting like their heads ripped off for like even the most minor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's so true. Also, a huge bimbo moment you guys were turned down on my mic and oh. turned it up and you guys sound totally good oh. okay totally yeah. so, we're not like are we like screaming now it sounds so good like okay it's love like it. so clear because i could barely hear like what you guys were saying in the beginning and now it's like so good oh, i'm gonna okay, i'm so gonna be so much more funny also <laughs> yes, i'm gonna yes. be chewing a lot more <laughs> i'm gonna be making that. a lot of like wet beer Perfect. sounds all my burps have been off so yeah maybe that'll change <laughs> oh, my, oh my god yeah okay well, this is actually, this is actually my first question about the book. Okay. So let me, okay. So let me, let me get, let me get, um, I'll give the people at home a little overview of what we're talking about. We're talking about the, the debut novel <laughs> from Alex Kazami. This book is called New Millennium Boys. I received it in the mail not too long ago. And I, I, when I tell you I ripped through this shit. I ripped through this shit. And in fact, you know what? I actually didn't read the physical book. I got the advanced reader's copy through NetGalley. <laughs> NetGalley. Oh and I God. and I read it on a Kindle on the beach. <laughs> so it was that's even more that's so yeah. disturbing. <laughs> it was even more depraved. It was really, really rough. And um I could not get myself to put it down. I probably Yay. read the whole thing in two days. Yay. And I could not stop reading it because I'm going to paraphrase myself. (laughs) 
I felt like it was like watching an eight car pile up or it was like watching someone like kick a puppy or it was like watching <laughs> oh like God. some like really horrible like oh like God. like back in the day like when you used to be able to find like real gore sites like oh real God. gore sites yeah 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 um, <laughs> like that was what it was like where like I used to be like that back in the day before I got so exquisitely medicated okay. I <laughs> when I had like a truly Olaf, brutal panic Olaf. attacks yeah. I would FX-er. be like Okay, I'm get a bitch. I'm on the Selexa and the Wellbutrin, you know. Oh my so, god, the amphetamines from the Wellbutrin. Wow, exactly. We got the down, <laughs> we got the up, and we got everything in between. <laughs> and, that. um, like back in the day, like you would, I would try to like overload my brain with as much chaos and evil as I could to try and burn myself out on the feeling of anxiety and misery. Oh, wow, and that is what this book to me kind of feels like is just wow. a constant stream of like intensity images that just feels like it's going to short circuit your brain that's beautiful but you wow, can't wow. stop yeah. getting it that's to do a, that. that's so that's so wow i'm really happy that you had such a visceral experience with that and i kind of I really did it's kind of interesting that you talk about that sort of teenage numbness of of wanting to like um feel something and and oversaturate yourself with like a deluge of dark media and things like that to sort of like medicate yourself or you know turn yourself down i find that that's very common amongst adolescents mm-hmm. i had the same experience where i think the dialogue was one of my favorite things i was obsessed whenever two people were talking a group is talking and just mm-hmm. feeling something very familiar i grew up oh, online you. gaming so early in my life that my dad <laughs> pulled me out of school to get wow. his xbox because my dad is a huge gamer he was a land party gamer yeah. wow. and wow. it just became a part of my daily routine in middle school to go home and hear people call each other faggots or like the n-word <laughs> yeah. Faggot, yeah. the n-word you're because, a kike you're yeah, yeah whatever yeah, yeah. Xbox Live and i'm getting online, online gaming it's yeah. no man's land right it's like you hear that stuff yeah. i was doing this up in the early 2000s and it <laughs> yeah. felt very reminiscent of that very like boys club but also yeah, understanding yeah. that it's like that it brought you comfort. It, it brought you coziness comfort. and comfort. <laughs> I mean, as someone Fuck. who was using faggot in a very slow way before I came out, it was like it is weirdly yeah, comforting. It's weirdly comforting. Yes. It is weirdly comforting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and and I think that um, that that's very beautiful, Chris, because I feel like you know capturing that documentary reality feeling of that what it's like to be with boys behind the scenes and video mm-hmm. games particularly are ways for young men to like have their safe space so to speak of like mm-hmm. expressing their feelings around uh their real feelings away from women and society mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff and it captured that that essence of like the the secret you know like the virgin suicides is all about like the secret private mm-hmm. world of girls mm-hmm. and it's gauzy and private and, and dreamlike but men it's very dirty and mm-hmm. testosterone driven and homoerotic and and difficult mm-hmm. and confusing and i think i i wanted to like portray a level of empathy for the adolescent male uh, experience while also creating three extremely unlikable characters like i mm-hmm. i wanted i wanted them um it's so interesting you guys mentioned you are you guys are you finished girls nick like have you seen all of it multiple times like HBO I, uh, i'm one of the premier girl scholars okay so <laughs> do you remember the episode where hannah and um what saw spring breakers and she's in the green bathing suit and they Marnie, I thought that movie was a beautiful blend of art and commerce yeah, okay there you go there you go <laughs> so do you remember the screaming match that they have like in the in the the beach house post- episode 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, classic. Um, yeah, notorious. Yeah, when was that aired? Like for 2014, 2015, maybe? 2014, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. So because I've been working on this book for 10 years, yeah, that really like um sort of built an element of like the cinematic histrionic kind of way I wanted to present um conflict in friendships and things like that on the phone calls and screaming matches and things like that. So totally just yeah. wanted to share that. <laughs> no, I mean you that is really there. I mean, like the the constant like the the fever pitch of the way people talk to one another is like yeah crazy i was like how why are these people friends and that was a feeling that you you get when you're watching girls too like hate each other. by the end where they're like i think it's just best if we go our separate ways i'm like i've been saying that <laughs> yes that was the whole point like you're supposed to like realize by the end of the novel that the boys all hated each other and they were all using each other for different purposes of for survival in the mm-hmm. affluent suburbs of of boredom and and um, yeah, for sure. Like you, you learned that nothing was really real. And I personally think that's quite true to high school relationships. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe people had real intimacy and love in their lives and I'm loveless, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And like for me, even when just like, I mean, you know, my father too, whenever my dad tells me a story about his upbringing in Chicago and like the fucked up shit that he was doing, he just says certain stories in a way that is so like just runs off the brain. Where I'm like, casual got killed in this situation. He's like, yeah, yeah, it was fun. And we were just hanging out. And like, we stole a firework from Sox Park and blew yeah. up the building. And like, just talks in a way where I'm like, there just seems like there's this um, invincibility. Yeah. That guy's totally. That's young. such a, yeah. And like, yeah, that's so when, beautiful. Yeah. And like, my dad was first generation. So he just had that invincibility. Like, oh, I'm here and I'm going to stir shit up. And you kind yeah. of don't realize mm-hmm. that you're getting yourself in because it's all in the guise of like fun and like a distraction. Yeah. So that kind yeah. of just resonated with me, period. Did so. you guys feel invincible as teenagers? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. The, the situations wow. I put myself in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never I never felt that way as a teenager. I felt very like mortal and weak and fragile. And like um, yeah, just like because of like early childhood experiences with mortality. I sort yeah. of like, mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I was very fascinated by the idea of the out of control invincible teenager and and the way that was portrayed to us in art at that time was really fucking annoying so like that became like totally. a root of why i wanted to like be very cynical and satirical because like you kind of picked up on this nick in your review but like the idea that okay like there's also something very meta and self-aware that i'm like mocking the harmony corinne bro art art bro and like writing a book yeah. from a perspective like it's not it's authentic and sincere but it's also like very self-aware and sarcastic and bitchy and sardonic mm-hmm. as I do it. You exactly. Know? True, true, true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like because it's it is kind of like a send-up of like the parties and skins or like the parties in like euphoria or whatever. <laughs> like these gossip girl as well. Like yeah. My favorite TV. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you, I, yeah. So you guys felt like you were like getting a voyeuristic look at like partying in a bygone era, basically. Oh yeah. I mean, the like, big party scene in this book is probably my favorite part of the whole book. The, Everyone uh, says that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's very like hallucinatory and bizarre and very raw and very real. It has this kind of like filmy quality to it where you can see it in motion and it's had oh, it feels so much more um movie like i think than the rest yeah, of it that's so funny you guys say that because that was like a scene they made me rewrite like 20 like not 20 like probably 10 times like in cutting oh. like in like cutting details and like 
Oh my God. Can you guys imagine how much more detailed the original? I mean, like it's so cut down (laughs) what you guys got like it, like, but I'm so grateful for you guys to say that because it, there was a lot of pressure on portraying a Y2K party and making Mm -hmm. it feel that way. But I think, you know, from the DJ track list I studied and things like that, like I love Janet Jackson together again, playing Mm -hmm. there and that kind of feeling of the, of Brad's first party. A lot of people actually sort of said that they related to Brad being afraid of heroin being at the party and seeing drugs Mm -hmm. in the flesh for the first time. Do you guys have that like moment of like moral corruption? you remember in your youth yeah i mean i feel like everybody's like first real party where there's people who are maybe like a little more significantly older than you yeah and there's stuff that like people don't tell you like everybody just does coke <laughs> and like <laughs> like everyone's just like railing lines like everyone's rolling or whatever and it's yeah, like yeah, no yeah. one thinks it's a big deal or anything and, and then you're like <gasps> just, and like but then you can't show that you're shocked and you can't show that you're titillated by the whole thing because yeah then it makes you a loser right (laughs) it's like i don't know that's uh i do have very like concrete memories of like being in those places for the first time and being like well now i really got to perform because if not everyone's gonna think i am like gay gay as in gay as in stupid yeah they they already thought i was gay as in homosexual it's it's (laughs) interesting you mentioned that because obviously i go to bat to abuse the reader about my my statement about the public and private self and surveillance culture and Mm -hmm. and things like that and i know that that is usually like a queer metaphor but i kind of was trying to say it as like a universal metaphor that every teenager in their own way has to perform for the public and you know deal with their darker impulses in private but i i also i've i found a lot of queer readers really relate to that feeling of managing the anxiety of being found out or discovered but Mm -hmm. that can be the same with being a criminal drug sex snuff tapes all those things anything yeah yeah Mm -hmm. for sure okay yeah we keep touching on things that i keep wanting to ask and then i don't fucking talk about them so okay this fucking goddamn book it begins with uh it follows brad who is a high school he's a a senior he's a senior yeah a senior and he um is kind of this like squeaky clean sort of uh little good boy who winds up falling into um a very intense friendship with two people who um I'm not exactly sure how to describe (laughs) unwell. (laughs) Yeah. uh, People who kind of get off on uh, provocative kind of edgelordy behavior or get off on their own misery or (laughs) whatever. And yeah, just the kind of, um, just, I think much more like whether it's real or if it's fake, dark, darker personalities than he's used to. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Yeah. And becomes kind of uh, obsessed with um, getting lost in the personalities of these people who seem a lot more, complicated than his friends that he's had up to this point yeah he's um, producing all the drama in his life it's kind of insane exactly because all he <laughs> has like to do is walk vibes. away <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly he's a captive yeah. um yeah. okay so i, I have uh, 800 million questions <clears throat> and we've kind of already talked about the r word <laughs> red scare <laughs> yeah yeah and um i read the vanity fair 
interview a little bit before um, we had you on, which was very well articulated. And I thought it was great. She's amazing. That writer. Holy fuck. She gave me yeah. flowers with that. She gave the whole Kazemi story. Totally. I yeah, was like, was, that's an amazing article. That's it was like a real very journalism. Profile. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, fucking da, 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 da. I wrote like a really long diatribe about this. <laughs> um, okay. Really the did. idea of, I think this kind of i hate even talking about this like it's a real thing but like the dimes square red blah. scare whatever the thing yeah being the current coping mechanism for people feeling like uh held back by the powers that be or whatever <laughs> you know oh my god i love that you're talking about this you I know totally, what i'm saying i know i know exactly what you're saying i know exactly what you're saying and, and like, you killed it in the way you introduced it <laughs> so, like just it being yeah. like this this idea of being like well, this is my way of like Subversive. fighting back. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, and it yeah. winds up being these really like vapid kind of dead calculated, boring things moments. that aren't. Yeah, exactly. And what's weird is that I think that the actual Red Scare girls are not like that. But I think people can't be trusted with what they were doing. <laughs> like yeah, most yeah. random like New York chicks or whatever who have adopted yeah. this and kind of spun it into this cult of personality. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know how to turn it into anything meaningful beyond just being like retard, 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 and like you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of thing, I think, to me, because I I will c- totally cop to being a propagator of the word <laughs> retard, and you know, random uh, kind of uh, tossed off cum towny. I mean, Britney type. Spears used to say that word on MTV like all the time. All the time. Everybody did. Everybody did. Yeah. And. For me, it was more about like the idea of being um, not respecting the rules that were put in place by people who don't want to follow their own Ugh, rules. I feel this so much on a psychic level. I know exactly. What you're Do you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly. Like, what I don't you're believe about. that the people who claim to care care. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like, okay, so are you asking for me to connect that to why I made the creative choices that I did, like with the dialogue and things like that? Like, in yeah, I mean, to, I yeah. guess like why. Um, or it why do I feels think that like exists? why it feels different in the book for people to be spewing this? Okay, where okay, it okay, feels okay. almost like evil when people are like retarded in this, even when they're calling a chair retarded or a shirt retarded. Yeah, it yeah. feels so much more like charged than how it does today. Because to me, I'm like, oh, whatever. It's like a word that's you know that's retarded. Well, yeah. So I think like the differences between like a teenager in 1999 and like a Zoomer who has no sense of. Um, anti-culture or level of like a diabolical provocation, like their way of sort of expressing their anxiety and anger to the world is by being as quote unquote, as offensive and fucked up as possible, whether it's on tweets or on a podcast or things like that, so that they can, you know, portray a level of and an idea of freedom they have. But back then this is really just people's feelings and regular conversation. Like no right. one would ever think that saying, the the retard would ever be subversive or provocative they were they're just like what the fuck this is just how we talk and the way that they talk about women and 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 gay people and and yeah. different races and and all of that that's just sort of the power people felt in that that and, and emboldened in so i get what you're saying you're like oh shit like this kind of actually makes me want to be liberal now like reading this it's yeah like, right it's i like, experienced it's, a lot it's... of very like liberal feelings in when in reading that dialogue <laughs> yeah yeah i was like yeah. these are this is fucked up but then i yeah. look at it and i'm like i have said a lot of really similar shit like yesterday <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah 
yeah for but it sure. has this like the layer of um I don't know, like uh, the, the self-aware irony to it yeah, 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 of being yeah. like, well, I'm, I can say it because I know it's bad and yeah. because I'm doing something with it that's different. Like, I don't actually think it. But then you have to, like, trust that people know that you don't actually think it, which oh is such God. a gamble to make, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the, the violence that you see in the book was pretty well studied. I mean, like, g- gay bashing was pretty normal. And, you know, the principles and people didn't really help you know, anyone. And that's why when Queers Folk came mm-hmm. out on Showtime, unfortunately, it became a show about social issues and, and displaying these things like um, addressing things like Matthew Shepard and things like that, because this was the reality of what it was like. So I like what you said in your review, like the irony that, oh, like everyone is so obsessed with Y2K aesthetics, but like, if you actually were to go back there, would you be able to handle the real level of persecution you would face with yeah. your natural expressions? Because mm-hmm. it's actually yeah. fucking scary of like, totally. and even like Columbine, like the way that Eric, I mean, I'm not sympathizers for Eric and Dylan, of course, but you know, like <laughs> right. the the level of like um, the, the jock hierarchy and the, the, the macho masculinity that was so um, encouraged in guys, uh, and how, like, especially, like, I mean, Eric and Dylan are essentially incels, you know? So that the level yeah, of, yeah. like, um, um, indoctrination of, like, the amount of women these girl, these guys were sleeping with and things like that. Like, it, it, everything felt a 50 billion times more insular back then. Right, exactly. Because it felt like there was more, um, I don't know, like, the, the vantage point that people were saying this kind of stuff from is different than it is now. I feel like in a way for this kind of like subversive whatever kind of like language to come out of the mouths of people who normally would have been on the receiving end now people think it's like i don't know oh it's so uninteresting it's so uninteresting like like, yeah right like yeah i can like point out a fake in a second like if you tell me that you've read like camille Polly and you say the retard every five seconds i'm like fuck off like i know the exact type of person that you are and like right, exactly i'm not impressed by it but yeah. the people like pre the hodgepodge you know pay, like part podcast um dirt by glove world whatever like mm-hmm. people people who sort of were just naturally this way before making it into like a celluloid performative thing i'm like oh whatever i don't care but like you can see through it so easily and it totally. just doesn't affect me, you know? Yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of gays and homosexuals and faggots, I do have to, I have to ask about the gay shit that goes on in this book because yeah, sure. it's my, my area of <laughs> it's this podcast area let's, of expertise. Let's go there. Let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> so another one of my favorite chapters in this, I don't want to spoil too much of it at home, but at a certain point at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rad and Lou huff the cinnamon sticks glade and they do yeah, everything yeah. short of buttfuck. <laughs> and yeah. I guess I want to know Was it erotic for you? It was <laughs> I would say yes. Okay. But was it erotic for you, Chris? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, it was interesting. It was it's it's weird because it was a of the moment. fact that it, it was is a um it's been a minute since I've read anything that gay, I will say that. It has proximity to experiences that I have had with people who did not know what was going on in their own brain. Oh right. wow, right, right. And right. oh wow okay. this like desire That's to beautiful. get right up on the edge of doing something gay and then pulling yeah, back. Yeah. Pulling it back. Yes, that's exactly how I would feel as well. 
exactly did it remind like, you of the elephant scene like when the boys like look at each other before yes. they go they go into the shower yes exactly yeah, it's a familiar feeling of like having just even a straight guy be like oh so like you do this like right where like you yeah. get to a party and a guy finds out that you're gay and then they latch on to you for the entire night and like give you yeah 20 questions about like just really weird like specific questions about like mm -hmm. gay sex stuff and yeah, then yeah. like yes it get, like they want to get right up on this stuff and people will like make out with you people right. will do all kinds of crazy shit and then we'll just like do this place and then we'll like walk away yeah right. okay okay right. mm -hmm. and i guess my question read the, the book and the way this is written i also thought it's crazy that these characters are every time they encounter someone who is gay gay in the sense that it's part of their identity they're so hostile toward them mm -hmm. and they're so like in a way it's crazy because all the gay guys seem very like sexually kind of crazy and like party freaks and whatever <laughs> Yeah, and in a yeah. sense, like these kind of um, people who caricatures of the gay archetype, characters yeah. of the gay archetype. But then also, if you look at their behavior and what their lifestyle is, it seems like it would be like a dream lifestyle for them, for the straight guys. <laughs> and oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, interesting. Like yeah. to just be yeah. like fucking and doing drugs and partying and whatever. Oh, yeah. And, like, for you sure. know, having yeah. no I mean, regard yeah, for the yeah. world. Mm -hmm. But then they Guardians have this like huge. Impulse. Yeah. And like having this huge contempt for gay guys who like make it part of their identity and a part of their mm -hmm. life and whatever yeah so i guess like i wanted to know what the space for like the homoerotic stuff in this book was and where the line was for these characters between like getting right up on the edge of gay and then being like "Ooh, no i can't well i think that's what's like growing up as a, a teenage boy in that world like there's like if you can even see on on tiktok like the way that young boys um, do like homoerotic things like grab each other's asses and like touch each other and feel up with each other. And in those age groups, that skin hunger that men have, it, it's so satiated by their male friends. And they, they, they just, you know, say, Oh, that's not gay, you know, or that's because yeah. we did what, well, you know, and there's that, that sense of comfort. So I saw that a lot growing up in, you know, in the bro world. Mm -hmm. And um, I always was like perplexed and, and fascinated by it, but I also wanted to just, kind of do something that felt um resonant to a queer audience and and sort of like show the sort of um bromance or homoeroticism when they're huffing because you know a lot of the stories that i heard when i was doing research of you know guys who identified as straight who have hooked up with men a lot of the time drugs were involved alcohol was involved mm -hmm. and and things like that and usually um yeah yeah so for sure it was it was definitely like it was supposed to be like gay smut that scene you know like it was supposed to feel it like, was yeah it was supposed to like feel that way and then like when he's like your skin is like velvet you know like there's just like i, I want to die like, in the same hotel room with you yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i was sort of to like capture, i was like me <laughs> but 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 that's also like um um i'm like representative of the like sort of like homoeroticism of like blink 182 in that time you know of like mm -hmm. constantly grabbing each other on camera and like like doing jackass and like that. yeah for sure and like it was sort of like a, a big part of of that world and especially amongst like the um i'm sure you learned a lot more about like the reality of like the marilyn manson archetype and and the goth archetype of that era but manson was and his bandmates and all of that were just as homoerotic as like any locker room bros. So it was yeah. just sort of like a meant to be a, a moment that 
in a fucking 400 page, whatever, 350 page analysis of masculinity. Of course we were going to go there at that yeah. point. I mean, um, I, I have a scene where like Lou is on the sex hotline and he's like, I'm a top. I want to fuck you. I want to use yeah. you and all that. Type Keep of calling stuff. it a cunt. Yeah. 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 I've, <laughs> that's just from also hearing stories from, from gay friends over many years of like, straight straight men wanting to feminize them and objectify them as like pussies and flashlights and things like that and i was like well that's something that needs to be discussed in art and we need to show it so it's crazy so, i mean it is yeah. crazy yeah I and mean, like i mean it's it's real like i mean like we lived in dorms with like i was just about to say there's something about the straight male psyche where as long as you don't kiss or touch balls it's you like, can do anything so like <laughs> Like you, you can know, do anything. Think yeah. of guys that like go to the army, and when you think of yeah, that yeah. stuff, it's like there is some yes. kind of there's some kind of like communal understanding that as long as we don't bring it there, where I'm putting my dick in your butt, or that we're making out, then anything that we do isn't gay. Or even if they do go that far, this is what I always used to be so upset about. Don't ask, don't tell stuff is because yeah, I really and the people would be like oh my God, like it's keeping me from being able to live openly and be me. And I was yeah, like, yeah. really what it is, is enforcing people's right to abide by prison rules while they're at war because prison rules don't work if you know you're oh, fucking yeah, a yeah, faggot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You know what I mean? No, no um, for sure. And also like on that topic, um, well, like, I, I mean, obviously you guys probably know this, but like when Brett was making the informers, a lot of famous male actors who were very straight, you know very famous like asked for sex to get the role and things like that so it's like mm -hmm. people like the idea of sexual heteronormativity and all these type of things it's sort of like an illusion really you know men i i, I don't know like everyone fits in like a different flexibility or fluidity or mm -hmm. and but they want to go back to that like safe feeling of identifying as heterosexual while having the gay sex that's, that's what, true like, that's them feel that's what makes them feel safe okay if i can get a blowjob from this like slutty bottom then i can you know go fuck a girl later and still do that and i'm not gay you know what i mean like that's sort of the vibe which is of, crazy right <laughs> what is crazy which is crazy but also you have to sort of empathize with those guys because they're they, their dicks do get hard when they see chicks where whereas a gold star gay guy doesn't get fucking hard from looking at like Nicki minaj or something you know what i mean i don't think anyone gets hard looking anyone. at Nicki minaj <laughs> no no oh my god <laughs> do, do you have you ever met a straight a straight man who has found Nicki minaj attractive yeah many when in high school for sure and also during uh when the anaconda cover dropped a lot of my buddies jerked off to it i did this in college i had the anaconda poster in my dorm room and nothing else that's just true. That was it was the sole piece of decoration, the um, the, the Nike thong. Yeah, the, Nike <laughs> the Anaconda thong. single cover. Yeah, that was the <laughs> decoration. I get it. I get it. I I just have this myth in my brain that no one that she's too much of a cartoon. She's a little cartoony for me because she's very theater. You have to think that Nicki Minaj is very much theater too. Yeah, rap yeah, rap. but also like if you think of like like I mean I don't know if you guys have ever watched like straight porn but like the girls like in, in that era of when the anaconda video came out like all had like butt injections and things like that you know what mm -hmm. i mean like so it's like that's right it's so seeing a celebrity look like that or who already was like curvy or something and if guys were into that then it just kind just, of like, grafted busted, onto that. Yeah, busted a nut to that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i mean it's oh, oh, oh my god bill this is another question yeah <laughs> 
I love your question list. I have a beautiful, beautiful question list right here. (laughs) So, um, something that I think kind of struck me about the book was that people talk in a way that I found much more kind of pornofied than people do today. But okay, it existed in a time where the availability of porn and the kind of porn that was readily at people's fingertips was nowhere near as crazy and freaky and insane as it is today. So yeah. I guess the question that was like kept being on my mind about it was like, what is the difference between how people engaged with porn then and how they well, do the, now? There was hardcore pornography out there. Of course. On, on videotapes and like, like I, I did some research and I watched like, um, I don't know, like Buttman videos from 1999. Exactly. <laughs> what's out there? Our, our yeah. money shots, our facials out there. What's I mean, the camera angles are fucking weird, and the weird soft music is weird, and all that type of stuff. But there was like a lot of the things that maybe like young millennial men saw on like tube sites or browsers or like things like that. Yeah. Like as a young guy, like for sure. But obviously you know, like going to like boobs.com or seeing like a glamour model, like mm-hmm. Adam Carolla talked about or things like that. But I think it was the beginning of a more hyper reality that was arriving, but it was still very hyper real and pornified mm-hmm. and, and sexualized. Like men were pretty mm-hmm. aggressive about that stuff. That's especially my childhood as well. Like my middle school, a lot of the guys did talk like that. But... You think so? Yes. Yeah. Maybe it sure. was just my experience of being like, cause I had like most of my straight guy friends when I was growing up would do the whole, like, Oh my God, my parents are at home. Let's go on boobs.com or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in a fucked up circle. Do you remember Meatspin? Meatspin.com? Meatspin. Yes, of course I do. And then it keeps track of the funny time the dick spins on screen. Uh-huh. Just like set that up, put it in a corner. I always ran out of up. the room during Meatspin. And I ran out of the, I will, I will never <laughs> watch two girls, one cop ever. What I would be I, the point? What would be the I, point? Oh I would God. be horrified to do that. Yeah. Um, Ugh, don't never but, um, watch it. But that sort it of rots uh, the soul <laughs> <laughs> from the Scorpio who's like yeah. pres- who's trying to climb the cre- tree of life and be a cobblest and exactly yeah no no for sh- no for sure yeah chocolate ice cream for me yeah I don't know dude I I mean like if like if you I mean like growing up around my buddies in like oh six oh seven oh eight oh nine like my friends were pretty graphic in the way they wanted to talk about women and um mm-hmm. even American pies pretty graphic and then things like that mm-hmm. i mean the i mean that scene with nadia and the webcam and things like that's pretty pretty iconic and and uh mm-hmm. but yeah no definitely i don't know i like i like your sort of like um did, did, was it really that way but i do think that men have always been fucking <laughs> maybe it I, really I, was have you ever watched, have you watched howard stern dude howard stern talked to the like young mo- like models and people did he really that. say the thing about the girls who got shot should have fucked them so they wouldn't die versions yeah yeah of course that was a real that's thing. crazy yeah he said he that told, on they, the air the people who died in uh, columbines should have fucked the shooters so they wouldn't have died versions oh my that's crazy God. yeah no no he said he said they, they should have gotten some sex out if they were gonna take out some a school like they should have fucked some chicks before they were gonna take themselves out like i guess he was implying that maybe that's crazy they should have raped some girls or something before they did the murder, the massacre. Cool. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, you, I mean, and you have to remember that like this sort of like uh, Adam Carolla love line, you know, hyper real animated kind of masculinity that the our protagonist tries to navigate throughout the book. Like that was 
the people in power. You know, Harvey Weinstein was still in power back then. Mm-hmm. Did you guys catch my Weinstein reference? That's a real story. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm pissed. Like I like it was it really just... hard writing about Rose though. Like I don't know what she's gonna think. I'm I I'm I'm trying to send it to her, but like I hope she's not traumatized by the way that she's depicted in it. I feel like I mean it was necessary and probably not foreign to her. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But I mean, like, I I did like deliberate kind of yeah, I don't want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she'll Especially be fine with it. She'll, she'll be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm also like meant to be like insufferable and name droppy. Like that's the whole point of like Alex yeah. So I have to I have to do that while I'm on. So <laughs> you gotta drop as many names as you can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. I'm kind of like Electra Heart. Like Alex Kazemi is like Electra Heart. Like, <laughs> like a like a like a, a pastiche pop performance person. Mm. Yeah. We have no names to drop. No. <laughs> well, my friend, my friend Walker loves you guys so much. She's like hi, a big Walker. Stan. hi Walker. Yeah, like hi Walker has been there since day one. He's a Southern boy, and um, yeah, he's he's an angel amongst us. He he's been with me from the Milo era, actually the Tumblr era of when Yours Truly was uploaded to the Milo era to now. So we love you, Walker. Shout out Walker. Yeah, yeah. Love you, mean it, sis. You know what? I actually think Walker messaged me when he found out you were coming out. He did. We had a whole conversation. He's high vibes. He's a Libra. Yeah. Love him. Hey, Wait, girl. what is the rest Hello. of your chart? What is your moon sign, Nick? Um, I am a Aquarius moon and Taurus rising. Oh wow! I have a album in my photos of my full chart. Let me see. I don't, and I barely know what any of it means. Chris, <laughs> do you fit like the yeah. Sag fuck it party girl archetype? Like, did you I ever think have I'm that era? I think I'm very much a Sag. Like every time I tell people I'm a Sag, they either don't know anything about Sages because they're. I, I do feel you like love when Nikki always references that she's a Sag? Nikki Minaj was my first person that I stand. Like I don't have an. Okay, okay, for, like, okay, okay. You're like, you're a true Sag. Well, well, I also grew up in a Latino household, so like Madonna and Mariah Carey just wasn't around. It was like Selena. <laughs> So, but Nikki, when I discovered Nikki in like fourth grade, I think that's when I just had to come out. Okay, there was so no... as, as a Lat- uh, in the Latino household, what do you think about my publisher blurring out the N word but not blurring out a Latin slur? I mean, what Latin slur? What Latin slur was it? Was it Beaner? Wetback? Spick? Spick? Spick is fine. I mean, the the thing about <laughs> Spick sounds like cacophonous, but it's really not horrible. Wetback and Beaner are fine. I, I was kind of funny. I like, was kind of surprised. I thought maybe that the N-word was only going to be censored for the advanced copies. No, but no. No, they they're def- out they out. De- well, yeah, the content warning was like a real debacle and mm-hmm. like a real drama. Like it wasn't like a manufactured uh thing of me in my um Madonna brain, but it was <laughs> it was definitely uh it was a real thing. And it was you guys, the reason would probably outrage you guys. It's so stupid. They thought that teenagers would want to reenact the behavior from the book, which I just don't think is possible because it's not fucking stupid. It's not glamorized. Like, I don't think anyone wants to cut themselves after listening to annoying ass Shane. Like, no, no, my God. Well, that's, I mean, talk about smart readers versus dumb readers. (laughs) I mean, there are retarded readers out there, you know, (laughs) retarded readers out there. (laughs) That is You're a Virgo moon and a Virgo rising as well. Me? 
this one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're, oh you're. Oh yeah. Wow. You have the exact chart as Nikki almost. Nikki's a Virgo moon, Sag sun. Madonna's Virgo moon. I love Virgo moon. That's a good placement. And it is interesting that I just the second I just discovered Nikki, I completely latched onto her. I don't know what it is, and I think it's everyone just, everyone has a go to girl. I everyone has a I've girl. also heard that you yeah. guys like are pretty like positive people. Like you believe in like 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 new age type thought. Is that not true? New age. Type. I mean, like, relatively, like, I'm kind of like, woo woo. Yeah, like you believe in like visualization or like think like no like in magic like you don't believe in manifesting i mean like we talk about manifesting for sure. we talk about like power of law of attraction stuff okay yeah yeah that's, and, yeah that's all yeah, like kabbalah that is, yeah. and and magic so yeah for sure that's great yeah because yeah. i feel that that good vibe mm-hmm. yeah i completely agree we're I all about like, that we talk about the law of attraction all the time <laughs> i'm a, I'm a firm believer in the secret I think a lot of the secret yeah <laughs> oh my god i have to gift you guys copies of pop magic that'll you do blow oh, your yeah. i tried out. to get my hands on it there was one copy that was at i work at a library and there was one copy in the entire system and it was uh checked out i couldn't get it oh, <laughs> oh that's that's cool but also yeah. sad. <laughs> you, you work at a library yeah i work at a library that's so cool i know it's oh fun oh my god and they don't know about this <laughs> put new millennium boys on a display i need promo i will i'll tell them to buy it i'll, I'll, I'll pull some strings yeah oh my god nice. no i don't know i'm i already like i'm sure my sales team will contact that library i'm making sure that they make a whole database of every library in america and contact them i'm kind of yeah. psychotic like that get for it <laughs> nice yeah, I mean, we buy all kinds of horrible crap. So I just, <laughs> it was like, as long as you're above a bar of <laughs> certain quality, they'll definitely get it. Oh my <laughs> god, that's so funny! Have you guys read the Sluts by Dennis Cooper? No, mm-hmm. I have not, but I'm familiar with the Sluts. Yeah, that's so funny. Movie. Yeah, so I like just started reading again, like this year. <laughs> like, <laughs> I swore it off for a really long time. I manifested this because I told my publisher, I was like, I want people who don't read to read New Millennium Boys. And they're like, how the fuck? Well, you got the right podcast. Ding, ding, ding. We (laughs) found the right. (laughs) Yeah, we got all kinds of people at home listening who haven't read a book in their fucking life. We need the listeners at home to to fucking buy that shit. I don't know if the book will be out by the time we're uh, we're rolling. I'm um, I'm doing it for pay uh patreon people first so the insiders will get to hear it and then on pub week we're giving it to everybody so that's so kind yes <laughs> did you say cunt or kind the kind kind that's so kind i don't really use the c word that much even as a as a positive thing um no not really i don't know i don't i don't really like feel I really love women and respect and appreciate women. I've always felt like that word is, I mean, I mean, I fear that it's unempowering and things like that, but sure. I just have, I've heard like guys use it in like a really gross way to talk about well, like calling so someone a, a cunt, being, yeah. saying someone is a cunt is one thing, but I think saying something is cunt. Yeah. Like, like two and two vibes. Like, yeah, that's kind like cunty. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, that's like two and two. Vibes, yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought you were saying. You guys, like, that's so kind. So as like as as like gay guys, do you guys watch Drag Race? A loaded question. Yeah, I mean, again, because my genes have been hijacked by some <laughs> fucking horrible okay, micro so bug not, in the water. Did you not catch uh, a reference in in the book? I don't know. Oh well, I mean, obviously, yeah, I there's stuff about um, RuPaul yeah, in the. Yeah, no, no, um, no. no RuPaul, but there's. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember when Pearl said Flazy Da? Is Flazy Da in this book? Fozzie dies went in the in the snuff the vampire film like when when Shane is on GHB. What? That is so yeah. funny. I didn't catch that either. How did I miss that? 
Yeah. I, I for sure would have fucked my, that. My, yeah, I had to give my. Yeah. You had to give props to Pearl. Pearl, who no, was I, I mean, love, I bro. mean, like, but um. Yeah, no. Recently I embroiled never... in a blackface controversy. That, that is year. true. That I, is I true. haven't watched Drag Race in a really long time. Um, but it hasn't uh, been good in a really long time. It hasn't been good in a long time. That's true. There was like a very there was like a moment it. where I got into it as sort of like a a medic like an anesthetic as like a like medication like just trying to like cope with reality was like oh I'm gonna just like shut my brain off and watch this and then I as I was writing the book I kind of like realized that oh there's a lot of like taglines from like Adore Delano and people like that so like obviously mm-hmm. like like mother madonna i was like you know i have to go into the the ghettos of the gay culture and, and take take what i need and there's <laughs> and, plenty and there's plenty of them <laughs> and, uh, and i'm happy i'm yeah. happy to do that i mean I was, yeah i think yeah. early on i was sold on drag race because it's just a lot of like gay guys saying really stupid shit that's really funny that just enters your vocabulary what's you guys' favorite season uh to me i think my favorite season is probably seven or nine seven or nine nine was the last good season nine was yeah. that aquaria no nine was um 11. nine was won by someone who's terrible i talked about aquaria with camille polio aquaria i did not love that aquaria season. was a camille polio was a fan of aquaria Aquarius major, but she was very fashion too. That so. season I didn't love because that was rent. Season ten onward is when it started hitting this stride of like they just had to hit this rhythm of where it's like, uh, uh, like it's also this, kind of this week you'll be and like just no, it's never it never yeah, yeah. deviates. It definitely. Yeah. I I assume that if you guys are longtime watchers, you can see a probably trajectory or progression of like oh now anyone who's on camera now can just leave and start a brand and be like a micro drag influencer and stuff like that versus like the early seasons. Probably the characters didn't have that ability or power. That's that's why everyone's too scared to be mean is because you can't be an influencer if you're mean. I mean, that's just reality TV in general. Like right now, like when I think of shows like Jersey Shore, like the last real reality TV show where people didn't care about the cameras. If you look at Jersey Shore, they're getting arrested on camera multiple times. Yeah, totally. Each other faggots clearly and then trying to like blur it out. Yeah. And (laughs) and that's why they were so America loved them. They loved Snooki, JWoww and like apparently America still loves them. They're like the top top show on like iTunes. It's the top. My little sister who is in high school is obsessed with it because to her it's a culture that like doesn't really exist anymore oh and my I was god like, that's that makes me feel old doesn't make you feel old but she's, it makes me just, feel fucking senile and like i so recent yeah it's so recent that's so recent yeah i mean i, hate I mean it. also like tyra on top model is like a also like a definite like um satan incarnate <laughs> She's a sad. I mean, that that's like fucking genius TV. Yeah. If you want. I mean, I mean, promise. early yeah. seasons of The Real World were definitely very influential. Oh yeah, or like um, totally, and, or even just like MTV's True Life. Like just watching that at night with like my cousins when we had no idea. Like, oh, you we should not have been watching it. that. Wow, wow. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. MTV shows like uh, Parental Control, True Life, Control. like this string of very. Did you guys real... watch Room Raiders? Room Raiders, yes, yes. yes. Or like, oh, okay, Ryan, wow. Like, yeah. uh, the next bus. Next bus was good because gay guys on the next bus were so insane. Like, They're very yes. true. Yeah. They don't make gay guys like that anymore. They, don't. <laughs> they really do. They, lost they, they don't build them that way. Well, were you guys familiar with XY Magazine? Mm, no. no. Really. I mean, that I know, was, like, I'm familiar with what it is, but I was not. Yeah. It was like the biggest um, cultural. Uh, um, art and kind of sex gay magazine and it was probably yeah. much the original of it of its kind and um 
reading those archives, if you guys can get a hold of those, you can really understand like the the climate of Y2K and and mm. people's headspaces and these sort of, I mean, the optimism that people associate with that era was sort of connected to the fact of just not having the consciousness that people do today about things. You know, there was a, a, an ignorance in people mm -hmm. that sort of made them feel comfortable. And I guess the internet over, I mean, what is your guys' relationship with social media? Like, do you love it? Like, what does it love? hate? like, do you think it's the spawn of hell? Like, what's the vibe? Um, all, all three? <laughs> for me, for me, I mean, the reason why I honestly, and I will be completely transparent, I love TikTok and it's one of the only things I really use now because it feels like the last no man's land of like social media platforms. Like Twitter stopped oh, becoming cool. fun for me. Facebook stopped becoming fun for me in middle school. Tumblr. Yeah, that's now, like, out. Like there's a lot of things that just don't bring me joy. And for some reason, because TikTok is so chaotic and it's so algorithmic, it kind of impresses me that like, I don't okay. know, it's the only thing that's kind of fun to me right now until something new comes along, like Twitter's crashing. And what do you guys think of like Instagram for you page and reels and like that stuff? I only use Instagram for like people I honestly Instagram is my favorite social media. It consistently makes me feel. You wish it was chronological good. still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Instagram yeah. is kind of like a collage of your best self, and that's what everyone kind of uses it as. And, and it does feel like a nice place. Like no one's ever mean to me on Instagram. Like it feels <laughs> like okay, that's you. That's. I guess maybe that's just me, but it does feel like it's a nicer yeah. vibe. Like it feels like there's um a level of decorum <laughs> that on Instagram. Are you guys a fan of, of the perfume nationalists? Mm -hmm. yeah we've had jack on the show a couple times yeah absolutely yeah and we've he's been on his love little yeah, he, jack he, he, yes. he's a he's a cool dude i went on his show i was yeah. just thinking Jack's about awesome. it yeah. yeah we love the show um he, he gets a lot of unnecessary criticism and and hate we, we had him on for a girls episode and it was super fun yeah we did talk about girls with him yeah um he yeah i didn't mean to say he that was <laughs> in the door um i feel like Twitter has really been the only addiction I've ever had with social media. And I have a love for it because of the fact that without it, I would not have been able to traffic the attention I have for writing and my podcast and whatever. And oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yada, yeah. yada. Yeah. But I do feel like Twitter is a situation where if you open up too many of the wrong doors by accident, you wind up in this evil hall of mirrors where <laughs> everyone is like ready to jump you and kill you and do something really dark-sided oh, you, you've up. had people yeah. like like trolls and people be rude to you on there oh my god i have had people send me beheading videos i have oh had my people, god yes oh, people say people say the most foul evil shit to me oh my god people have posted photos of my fiance on forums and like made fun of him and like made fun of oh me and goodness. like all kinds of really got, crazy shit gambit, and oh my god and i mean and the kind of shit we talk about the, on this show, compared to like, let's say someone like Jack, the kind of shit we do here, it's just like funny, goofy, silly. We don't talk about any, any, anything that is even yeah, in the vein yeah, of, for sure. I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But that's horrible that you've ever been subjected to that. Yeah, that's really scary. I mean, I've had like scary, like obsessive troll stalker types, just strange people come out of. The woodworks and things like that but mm -hmm. the fact that i'm like not on social media helps that but um i don't think i could handle like if there was like an alex zimmy page and there's like attention all the time i would be like i would just like collapse like i can't i it's can't do lot. that i mean 
I think like one of the reasons Madonna probably posted that video of her reading my book was probably because I didn't have Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the, like, because think of how much I could have like maybe not like, like if, could you imagine if she had added me and people right. had followed me right. in, it, you know, and things like that. And and, spun that into this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And it was about yeah. a part of building my audience and things. I, I don't want that. Like, I just right. want to really yeah. exist as like on um, podcasts, YouTube videos, Google results, things like that. I don't, I don't want yeah. to have like access to yeah. me. And when I learned about that kind of stuff, or sometimes when like a situation like that happens, or like when you encounter those kind of situations, mm -hmm. a lot of the time I just realized that that never enters like my real life. Like if like if no, I no, for sure. on Twitter, totally. for sure, for I know sure, it's, it's so easy to like reply to those type of people too. Well, that's yeah. what I know. I have to. Chris, step you've away. gotten hate yeah. too. I've gotten hate like once or twice, but it was because like I say something bad about like. A pop, like, star, a pop star like yeah so, and unfortunately when so many gay guys write for really bad pop stars they will go out of their way to defend those um those people you get that's, some that's you catch some strays because of the show yeah a couple strays yeah like but i do think <laughs> that because of the fact that he, <laughs> like because i think you tend to be not the person who says stuff to get us in trouble <laughs> yeah, like I think I've learned, like my Twitter is very apolitical. It's very like this is my yeah. favorite TikTok of the day. Good night, and I think yeah. I keep my Twitter at a certain level to make sure. Yeah, that it seems no like, like Zoomers do don't really have this. Like, um, I mean, maybe some of them do, but I, I mean, like, well, because you guys are more Gen Z than I am, but I feel like you don't like maybe have like more of a calculated or like plan in the way that you use social media. It's like very natural. It's just a part of your life kind of thing. Like you don't really mm -hmm. think much about it. Like it's not like a. It does feel like an extension of yourself in a way where it's not as so curated. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas like, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is, I'm just, I'm going to ask you guys questions like while oh, we yeah. have time left. Um, yeah. Like um, for you guys, spoilers ahead. What was like the top two most disturbing scenes in the book for you? Um, The, girl with uh down syndrome getting yeah that was so fucked yeah horrible that was that was horrible. really horrible and also horrible. i'm very sensitive to animal cruelty so the uh, rat the rat thing really upset me and made me like the gillette razor on him mm -hmm. and i had to take that was when i had to take a break and stop because <laughs> i i really like i get more upset about like animal abuse than human abuse are you a vegan <laughs> so, are you vegan no, I'm okay. the I'm the opposite of vegan. <laughs> I just have um I'm only I'm only sensitive to animals I don't eat. <laughs> oh my god. I would agree. I think the rat scene was rats, rats, otters. I have like cute little pup at home. So yeah, animal so I'm, I'm such an animal person. And then Aww. it was during it was actually during the party scene where um the situation is happening outside with Lou and Brad and there was like yeah. oh god, yeah. Oh my god where the gun was cocked. I think yeah. it's a very intense scene where it's like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> well, I thought that was going to be the turning point because the way that the right. book's been marketed in some corners is that it's like the snuff film thing. And I thought it was going to be like an accidental snuff film where yeah. he gets shot in that moment. Like he kills no. Lou by accident. <laughs> no, no. <we> were <laughs> I was like, whoa, holy fuck. But also understanding that it's like this kind of party and there's drugs involved. You have to like kind of understand that anything could really happen. So it was very intense. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it, so I mean, cool. great scene still. Yeah, you guys scary. were right there with the characters. It seems that's really crazy. 
Yes. Yeah. As, as people who used to host like house parties every weekend in our first apartment. Like, yes. <laughs> we had kind of a little frat house situation for a Oh long no, time. wow, yeah. Yeah. So it was um little a little close to home people people having like total screaming meltdowns just outside the door very very familiar (laughs) oh my god yeah or or people having people over to the house who certainly are not old enough to be there and those are the people having the screaming meltdown climbing out the window freaking out yeah whatever (laughs) right 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 yeah yeah um yeah that's that's so like understanding like from a house party perspective that yeah that something like that happened it's like that impacts everyone yeah no no that's <laughs> but it that's, sure is that, fun sure is a fun <laughs> that's that's very true did you guys pick up on the fact that the videotapes were not included in the narrative of what, what brad did or did you guys think they were things you guys saw in the book that's what I was debating. I'm personally going to reread the book because <laughs> I wanted to reread it after we talked with you just so I can get another perspective. But yeah, having the insight, I think. That was one of my internal questions was, is okay, it purposely cool. ambiguous or is it like, can we assume, do I have a right to assume? You know what I mean? Mm. I think, yeah, I think it, I think it's a, it's like um, ambiguous. It's like, um, but yeah, I, I think that a lot of people think that they're the, they're the things you saw in the narrative, but I wrote it. Like, I'll tell you guys that I think that there are things that you didn't see in the narrative that Brad did that are much worse. Yeah. And yeah. I was trying to make you sort of project your own teenage shame and imagination yeah. on what if you were in that scenario and not being able to see it, but you had to imagine what did he do that was so What sort horrifying. of like reputation crushing thing could it have possibly, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Well. Which control freak pop star do you think inspired? that private public self thing god i don't know taylor the kim taylor the kim and kanye call was like a big turning point when i was writing the book for 10 years i was like okay this is this is the what i've been waiting for this is gonna be informing missing puzzle pieces evil (laughs) evil white lady (laughs) no no yeah i mean i yeah i know taylor's taylor's public enemy number one of the show no no you guys don't like her I oh. can't even get into. Okay, but she's been only nothing but nice to me. So if Tree Pain is listening to this, I'm very supportive of Taylor and good luck with everything. Love you so but much. Yeah. Come on my podcast. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for everything, Taylor, for reading my paper article and inviting me back mm-hmm. to the reputation tour. But um, yeah, definitely. No, I I get it. I I I I um. I understand. It's just a little twee for my sensibilities. Yeah. That's all. And I think one of the, I think one of my past coworkers told me like, "Oh, do you like Taylor Swift?" And I was like, "No, I'm more of a Lana person." And she goes, "That makes sense." <laughs> I think you're one or the other. Yeah, I think, I think it's you're one very fanatical and sort of like um, fascinating the the level of fame and power that Taylor has sort of um, accrued post pandemic while Gen Z was sort of coming of age with folklore in their houses. Yes. I don't really know what psyop happened or turning point with the eras tour and things like that but um, jack antonoff voodoo i i yeah um i don't i don't know if i'm a big fan of jack antonoff like he just kind of touches everything it seems and i don't know people get lost in the the jack antonoff sauce very easily i think it's time that people work with a different producer for like i wonder if maddie's gonna work with jack again do you guys listen to the 1975 um, not especially I like listen to this podcast for sure <laughs> <laughs> maddie i, I love you i listen to the 1975 every we, day <laughs> um from 
from the Tumblr eras, I, there's a lot of iconography, a lot of imagery of the 1975. And I know yeah, totally. I was obsessed with the 1975 uh, as well. It's like baked into my psyche because of the Tumblr time that I was yes. there because the aesthetics of the 1975 were so prevalent. Yes. But wow. with music, I feel it was just not something I ever like grafted onto. But I don't like music by men. Yeah, the only like not not all men, but like it's very rare. So it's very big, rare that I like. You're male not a big Eminem musicians. guy. Well, not a big Eminem guy. The only male musicians I like are Perfume Genius and Tyler the Creator. For me, it's like, <laughs> That's like I, it. I grew up liking rap, and then I got into electronic because like the Chicago house scene. Like I was growing up around house music, so I like, like I went into EDM very easy. And then I dipped into the, a lot of the gay music in high school. You introduced me to a lot of gay shit mm-hmm, in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's 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 super interesting. Have I've I have to ask because you guys are both from Chicago. Have you ever gone to a Bulls game? Absolutely, I love going to Bulls games. Sure have. Mm-hmm. Even though they're pretty shit, but yeah, no, they've really they've really disappointed me. Like I love Nick Levine and DeRozan and fuck. Mm-hmm. I was My- so into NBA. M- like for so long about writing this book, like in the yeah. last few years, not available. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dad grew up in Chicago too, so he tells me about how like the rings back to back and like seeing Michael Jordan, like that was just such a time. So, have you gone to Bulls games recently? The yeah, I went to one this year. I have weirdly been pretty recently too. I'm not a sports Who person, but I will. I think they played the Knicks. I want to say. Oh, was Joe Harris there? No, 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 no. no that's the Nets. Fuck, I don't yeah. see it. But um, I love it's the too Atlanta- busy enjoying a thirteen dollar hot dog. <laughs> I love Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks, so that'd be cool to see the Bulls and the Hawks play. It's yeah. a fun stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. United United Center. We're going to go see Doja Cat in December there. Yeah, we're going to go to United Center. So are you guys like a part of? Do you feel like affinity towards Kanye being from there? Mildly, I don't know. <laughs> Funny is that I. Well, I have a family friend who actually taught Kanye in high school That's and so cool. she famously and she has VHS tapes from him performing in high school that no one has seen. Like she shows her students that. So That's so sick and it's not online? Nope, nowhere. She's like no she's like I'm not going to convert these. These are mine. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So and then she'll show her students that get her in class. I love that so much. Yeah, and she, one of the things that she said is he has always had that personality. She was like he was a jerk in high school and told everyone that he was going to make it. And she was like, <laughs> unfortunately, he was right, but he had the mentality. Oh. Like, well, who you see? Sometimes now, you have to have that. You have to have that. But he is. Never oh my god! I've person. been getting so much shit from the indie world. Like they're just so like disturbed by the idea that someone wants to be successful or be ambitious or have motives. I couldn't believe of- some of the Goodreads faggotry that was going on. It was so <laughs> stupid. Like, but like, yeah. but like indie like writers and like this kind of like area of the internet, it's like some of the whiniest, like yeah. just most petulant little corner of people who just are like, well, I deserve praise because of the fact that I played the game fair and I did, you know, like whatever. And it's like, but it's, it's people who have no respect for artifice and they have only this, like, well, I went and got my MFA and then I published my book and that's how it goes. And now I get to be at fucking Barnes and Noble. And like, that is how like this, but no, dude. That's not, not how not. it fucking is. Right. I know it's not, how, it's not how like, stars are born. I'll tell you. I'm that. actually, you know, it's actually really cool that I could talk about. I'm kind of getting like the like the fucked my way up to the top, like Lana sort of like um treatment from the indie world right now. Like it's kind of like uh that kind of vibe of when Lana first came out with, with video games and um mm-hmm. being kind of like hated for people thinking, oh, is he authentic or indie or is this real art yeah. or is this pop? You know, like I'm actually going through the 
I read that with, interview with um with I don't remember what website it was reactor? with. Yeah, and then it was like this whole like preamble about like Philip on there. It was like this dubious twink <laughs> sent me some DMs. <laughs> was, like, yeah, what the fuck? I was like, yeah. Phil, I was like, such a sweetheart, eh? Yeah, he's so nice. And was so like down to clown and like be so silly. And, oh like, yeah, for yeah. sure. And also like it's very smart of me to like find a young twink to exploit for my. <laughs> he was benefit. very wet, ready and willing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like you know, I casted him. I went to a club and I found him and I showed him a video of Madonna reading my book and was, Hey, you know, want to work with me? It was kind of like a, that vibe. And uh, he was into publishing. So I got him an internship at Permuted. And obviously, you know, he's a vehicle for, I'm telling him, go message Nick, get this organized. You know, it's like, I'm in control behind the scenes. Like, but I don't, I don't think what Philip did was weird. It's just his job. Like it's pretty normal. Like the fact that they're yeah. so perplexed by like the normalcy of publicity, like right. so well, because it's like the idea of like you have to do this very tame publicity. Cycle yeah, 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 yeah. Where you, you feed totally into understand. like the so literariness and this like yeah, yeah, yeah. the beauty of the book and whatever. And it's like the thing that makes fucking stars is the shit around it. Right. Exactly. The book is almost tertiary. To the rest of it. It's like, if the book is good, that's great. Love when the book is good. But the thing that makes people like want to engage with something in a way beyond just like, oh, you know, you made it on some like staff picks list at fucking indie, wherever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not you seem to really understand that 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 demographic and that they're they're like um arcade arcane hipster ideologies. I find that it's one of the like industries that still has not caught up with like reality reality and like the nature of publicity and the nature of like creating stars <laughs> i think it's like covert narcissism in a way like i think totally. it's like a way of I being agree. like of being like oh like you know i'm so self-deprecating so healthy self-hating i don't want to exhibit myself because i'm so genius and so quiet and like i i don't want i don't want anyone to to read my work but i also want everyone to read my work and i'm going to trash anyone who is getting their work read so it's like a weird like fucking creepy it's like a uh, maybe. sick little mind game mm-hmm. yeah it's a sick, sick little mind game and also it's like okay cool if you want to read things from indie presses small press is fine but you know right yeah i'm i'm only on a small like an indie press right now because of the fact that no one who was mainstream would want to publish a book with these type of themes and topics if i could be on fucking yeah. random house and Knopf or whatever the fuck let's go then but, it would be right yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. um yeah i mean the shards is is pretty like it doesn't really hit even the type of places that nmb does but i think that it's interesting there is a kind of TikTok scene that's into sort of transgressive literature like straight mm-hmm. girls are just reading the sluts now like just normal straight girls who like shop at urban outfitters and you know things like that so yeah that's what's sort of fascinating about like the viral lotto 649 of the algorithms it brings this like um underground avant-garde type shit to the mainstream in a way yeah. that it never would be possible before us but that makes all the gatekeepers really upset exactly. yeah and that's why i have such an affinity for tiktok as just like a technology as an app is because people do have a power to choose what goes viral because mm-hmm. if someone says this is cool i want to repost it and i want to put it everywhere it's like tiktok is the one platform that people are trying to come after for that is because and it does have Anything the could yeah. fire at this point it could, it could come from anywhere you know and it does have the power yeah. to create these gateway drugs i think that even when it's sort of like a more mild version of something, it does make people more open to reading something that's more transgressive. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like like yeah. my year of rest and relaxation was such a big 
like yeah. book that turned on so many like normie girls to being like I but i think it was big because like, because it was written about a woman and it was about depression right yeah. exactly and which I, but it was almost like a sleeper agent thing <laughs> i yeah. felt like where it has so much else going on beneath the surface but it hooks people by being like i want to read about depression in girls and girl, yeah, yeah, girl yeah, book yeah. you know right. exactly mm-hmm. oh yeah my publisher was like men don't read but men don't you know that was a whole thing <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. they don't i don't yeah yeah so they were saying that you know young female readers are who, who have to read this and honestly it's kind of interesting like poc queer um femme people have been the biggest champions of, of this book they're like fuck i love how this book just exposes everything i hate about men five stars you know like it's kind of yeah. interesting yeah. so totally. so um yeah, maybe that's sort of like uh, connected to that like liberal feeling that came up while reading it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know we're getting a little long here. Um, yeah, sorry. No, it's you guys okay. tap it's, out. No, I, it's not even about that. I don't. I don't want to keep you. Yeah. Um, no, but like, what time do you guys usually like? When do you like? How do this? Does it work? Like in the we go until we feel blank. done. Yeah, it don't. <laughs> and people listen that long? Like they stay in? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the patrons do. The people who pay do yeah completely you guys are like the like joe rogan's of the gay world in a way because <laughs> like joe rogan's i definitely like look like him well <laughs> yeah, from, the side. from the side we have the same profile <laughs> I, yeah no i could like probably stick around for like 20 more 30 i don't know yeah whatever yeah Ooh. let's let's keep it well, going i mean i have to do like some kabbalah stuff tonight but because it's a holy friday but um mm. definitely all right. Yeah. Did you want to do our little bit? Oh yeah, we can do our little bit. And before yeah. we do so, I do want to read you my favorite quote from the whole book, <laughs> <laughs> which is the following: <clears throat> Two facts of life: fags are all clones of one another, and fags hate women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you guys. Uh, is that true? No. Um, it was inspired. It was inspired by Azalea Banks. Um, that quote. It's a very Azalea thing to say. Yep, um, I was sort of trying to paint the Kristen character as a kind of pretentious young girl who listens to like whole and garbage and watches Camille Polly and Politically Incorrect and is into Nerve.com and like um, yeah. all these things, but also portray the level of homophobia that I've seen from straight women behind the scenes. Totally. I wanted to kind of reveal and expose that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's, it's not, I don't know if it's a fact, but uh, yeah. And I hated the mm-hmm. archetype of like, you've never heard of nerve.com and like, just kind of like picking up on that. Like, shut up. Bitch. Right. Yeah. Like, shut up, bitch. And like, that yeah, is yeah. the thing that like in my gay brain, I'm like, I have had to say that to many women. So, I'm like, shut up, bitch. Yes. <laughs> and that's why people think all facts are clone of one another and they hate women. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no. There's like, a kernel like, of truth. Yeah, yeah. Like, like definitely. Yeah. What did you think of Kristen? Did you guys like her? Was she annoying? Or was no, I actually really liked her. And I found her to be <laughs> a very brief um, like moment. I found the letters with Aurora and the scenes with Kristen to be the two like I knew I was safe parts <laughs> of the book where I was like, okay, like this is like the quiet area where I get to like relax. Yeah. And like, I mean, I think that was also part of it is like, 
that only when Brad is with women is he allowed to behave like a human being. And like, yeah, but this might have been, I don't know if this was a misreading, but I love the letters uh, between Brad and Aurora because when you have one end of everything being so vulgar and being so insane, the way, like the boy talk, yeah, it's only natural that the latter of it and the other side of it is Brad being so like hyperbolic and and so genuine genuine and so sweet and whatever and like he can only do that with her only do that with her because that was his safe spot like even the idea of starting off at the summer camp and then going back to this world you already know that the letters are the safe spot so when that gets robbed and that gets pulled it's heartbreaking right yeah when that gets taken out from under him it makes it so much worse because he doesn't have this reprieve oh i think i think of a safe person yeah and i think that's so that's so fascinating because i was very inspired by um the fact that the Combine killer, Eric Harris, used to stay up all night on AOL talking to girls and be like, what do you think of the stars? And like, you know, like, like, and mm-hmm. things like that. So I found that to be interesting to like juxtapose these, like this, like depiction of teenage evil with this level of desire for longing and intimacy and connection. And um, it was a bit of a battle because you can see that Brad is also manipulative and lying in the letters mm-hmm. before he wasn't like that. He was actually looking for help and uh, some yeah. creative yeah. changes that totally. they wanted to make him into like a full on sociopath. So I had to go into that, that world, but yeah, definitely the, the letters were sort of my way of sort of um, appealing to like a Lana listener of like that kind of like pop dream, like whiskey, wispy mm-hmm. poetry, you know? So it's mm-hmm. kind of fun that you guys like, yeah well it was like it was just the only moment of sweetness in the whole thing where it was like it was surprising that he even had the capacity to lie about it and like right. convincingly lie it was like I, the idea that he has this kind of language at his disposal was something that seemed like such a huge shift from what like right bef- moments before they'd be like you're fucking gay for saying that you related to a mermaid in this book or whatever. And then like, and then moments afterward, it would be like shit that he would have immediately been called gay for. Yeah. yeah. But it, and so much of it and uh, and a paper trail of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the paper trail. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. Yeah. No. And I think that's sort of also just like what I've discovered about, about young men and growing up in that world is that this, the side of, your friends when they liked a girl it was just so fascinating how they would just fall apart and just be have all of these feelings to express and like that's why a lot of girls are like fuck men like just emotionally dump Mm -hmm. on me and like because they have so much repression and then also i hear that they also do that to their gay friends as well so um (laughs) i guess there's, there's there's this like idea of like oh what they associate with femininity if they can nurture me or nourish me and like level me out that's mm-hmm. sort of like what what he's he's looking for but also like the like teenage heartbreak and infatuation and like ldr feeling is like yeah totally yeah, horrifying <laughs> <laughs> i love how you guys were like emotionally moved by like the letter stopping <laughs> yeah. I, I was like they can't take away those <laughs> like, why it was bad what did you guys think of um the the twist with shane in the end it's so creepy i mean it's not creepy but gen z has been very sympathetic to shane and like seen him as like a hero when like definitely not a hero i mean it was it was for sure obnoxious (laughs) yeah not to call it suicide obnoxious but like i mean well the molestation was was scary yes totally to the little kid that's horrible i mean that is horrible 
I mean, the whole thing is horrible. Front <laughs> to back, the whole thing is horrible. <laughs> it's, like, it's this is what I'm saying. It's like, like what's your favorite traumatizing parts? It, it, exactly. It like made me feel like I was like anytime something new happened, I was like, mm-hmm. Put it on. It's almost like you get desensitized by the end. Yeah, by the end, I was like, of course he would. Of course that <laughs> happened. Like, and like, I'm playing the devil's advocate by the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I think like because of the fact that he at the very end becomes even this much humanized, it, that I think is maybe why some people are coming away with sympathy because your natural instinct, I think, as a reader in any book is to find someone to be like, who's a person that I can please? And yeah. because of the fact that like weirdly this kind of like mental health <laughs> struggle somehow like endears him as like a human being <laughs> you're like oh that's like my a person i can attach myself to safely so fucking yeah. funny. oh my god that's you know scary. it's crazy yeah, that's literally like, i gotta protect on someone yeah and if there's not someone to do it, it's like who's the next best <laughs> so he, right he, he, right the only sympathetic one out of the like the like okay he's awful, like who are your other options like yeah yeah exactly that's so fucking funny what did you guys think do you think brad pulled the trigger and looted the shooting or do you think it was all in mind we talked about that right before we got on air actually. we sure did mm -hmm. well so many theories so many theories so, so my funny. theory is again like going back to the party scene where he where brad is holding the gun and like cocking it and like doesn't do it i kind of have to think is he like too pussy? You know what I, I mean? I don't think he has the balls. I don't think he does. I don't think he had the balls. I've heard I think, this too. I've heard I think this um, too. Yeah, show's yeah. over. Because I think yeah. the dialogue with his mother right before then shows that he cares too much. He was yeah. trying to convince his mother and trying to say like, no, 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 this is me. And I think that there's still like- Trying to reconcile in some way. Trying to reconcile, even like setting up the, the video at the very end, trying to be like, I'm going to film my own shooting. Like, I know this is stupid. And I'm sure there's like a point where- but because of the fact he that would. he yeah. didn't have his favorite audience member, so who would he do it for? Yeah. Like, what would be yeah. the point of shooting himself? If like, what yeah. would be the point? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's that. That's so fascinating. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of a lot of theories. I'm interested in this theory that let Lou doesn't do the shooting, and it was all kind of a mind game to fuck with Brad, and that the website yeah. was a plan. And but I'll do. I mean, I mean the the Angel Fire page, which was. I don't know if you guys know what Angel Fire was, but it was like a thing in the 90s that like hosted websites sort of like GeoCities and like free webs and stuff Got like it. that. Yeah. But um like there like Eric Harris like posted like a manifesto to um Angel Fire at that time as well. So there's a lot of like homage to the Columbiners out there, the Columbine mm -hmm. diehards. And I mean that yeah. was were you guys around for that Tumblr era of like the Columbine fan base on Tumblr? Not really. Not really. Mm -hmm. Okay. We kind of <laughs> I mean, I think it was pretty late to the game. You were listening just to Bass Down Low by Dev. We missed it by a couple of years. Yeah. You're yeah. listening to Bass Down Low by Dev and the Cataracts. Yes. I like my beats fast and my Bass Down Low. The Cataracts were fucking amazing. I have um I have in the in the dark on vinyl. Oh nice. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the first song that they ripped off for like a G6 booty bounce by Devin the Cataract is is such a great song. It's fucking brilliant. Song. I think Colette felt like at that time, though, that like Dev was ripping her off. That was her theory. Well, everybody was. I mean, that was also that Kesha was ripping Uffy off. And there were a lot of um, there was a lot of rip offs going on. Yeah. Or just it was easy. It was quick to quick to say. Oh, my God. When Pop the Glock blew up that was so surreal i love pop the glock i love how, what was your introduction to uffy then if you weren't like around like la hipsters like how did you find out about the, her 
I think I found out about her because literally just for because I was like a little iTunes troll and like got oh. shit recommended to me like on random playlists and oh, stuff. Oh, cool! Wow. And I heard um I heard difficult before I heard Poppylock. So I heard like other stuff. <laughs> that's from weird. That. I know <laughs> before I heard Sex difficult. Dreams that's a throwback. It's a great song. And um, do you, do you know like the party with Justice Justice yeah. and Uffie? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was sort of like another great Uffie's introduction. And that was also what people thought TikTok was a ripoff of. Well, yeah, do- yeah, that was the whole theory that like Dr. Luke wanted to create like a pop version of Afi and that, mm-hmm. that that it was through Kesha. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of worked. Yeah. Do you guys like way. Kesha as a pop star? I liked her as a pop star. I don't like what's going on currently. Yeah. Same here. Those I... first couple. I mean, Animal is front to back hits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but by Kesha, I resonate with. Do you know like oh, yeah. her unreleased stuff, like Boots and Boys and things like that? Like if you look, Boots and up, Boys is fucking great. Yeah, Boots and Boys. Yeah. True Love is a great song. The one that she did with uh, Katy Perry. Backstabber. Backstabber's is fucking... Backstabber on Animal. That's yeah, on, Animal. It, right? on Animal, right? Yeah. So yeah. is so is Boots and Boys. Yeah, they're on. Oh no, what? On. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah they're like Deluxe, right? Yeah, there was an, and like slow um, motion, slow motion with Three Six uh, Mafia. That was an under or unreleased yeah. one. That was Paris Hilton's Closet. Um, yeah, yeah. All kinds. That was sort of like really great ones. That was sort of like the. That was like a whole kind of like underground community, like in the in the early 2010s of like unreleased pop Mm -hmm. star music, and like that was like the transitional period into what we have now. Like people were still like collecting MP3s, like it hadn't quite ended. Mm-hmm. yeah but it yeah but there was like this like nefarious like i mean jack's profit blog was sort of part of it but like it wasn't nefarious but like it was like a underground kind of community of like people who like wanted unreleased pop music like it yeah. was sort of like a fetish like uh like i want serial killer by lana you know what i mean like there was yeah. like there, there, there would be and there would, yeah it was, that's it was still a big crazy. part of lana fandom I now mean, i mean is that she gets oh bullied. she got bullied into putting out say yes to heaven she got bullied because tiktok made it go viral and she had no choice but to release it her label forced her to put it out forced her to put it wait out. did she say that she hasn't she, ever addressed that it's come out she won't acknowledge she the won't song acknowledge it at all. but it's like her number one most streamed on spotify because people love it so much but she won't she's never posted and acknowledged that it exists so it was like a label. Um, yeah, she was really upset thing. back in the day about the hacks and all of that. I mean, it's pretty scary. Like, it's her like shit unf- comes out every time so early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, yeah, that she was she was very uh, upset about that. I actually helped get the guy who um hacked her and Sky in jail uh, with, with I help Ben Moss and her manager. I helped all of them figure it out. It was like twenty twelve. Yeah, rot, rotten there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. Per- I mean, I don't know if he's in jail. I mean, yeah, he got arrested for sure because he was hacking like all of the pop girls. Like he was, yeah, uh, yeah, and he would like all these fucking idiots on Telegram now. But it's just such, like an interesting, like it's just like interesting that like desire and impulse in a person like of like criminality as like a teenager of like totally you're mm-hmm. like you're like looking for like pop songs but like it's like, fucking like, crazy like of all the things to be like fiending it's so after it's crazy. insane it's so bizarre exactly the just this the drive to be a demented gay man is fucked up gay men just need a reason did you guys like uh hillary duff's dignity album no hillary no. duff is not hot okay okay <laughs> you don't like you don't like play with fire the i don't fuck with hillary remix? duff i do wow. not fuck with hillary duff either she's another one where i'm just not convinced that she's a visionary it's okay. not it's not my tea it's never been my tea a little too clean cut so you're always for you always like Lindsay. always love Lindsay. i need someone with a little more a little more nastiness around the edges yeah you know mm-hmm. i need someone a little more 
Less, Do you know the song uh, Na- the Naughty Song by Corey Lee? No. Okay, that was like a like a like an early two thousands like a. Got Do you it. know um know this. you know Yell? Yell by a? whom? Oh, no, like Y E L L E. The front, like, the French girl. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I love her. Yeah. You yeah. never know what she's saying, but do I you guys know the song "Moi Lalita" by Alize from 1999? Sure she don't. Was like, she was like the French Britney. You might like that song. Are you um an enjoyer of the the icon, the male order bride, Nadia O? Oh yeah, of, of like the Space Cowboy era. Yeah, um, <laughs> is is amazing. I'm the songs with that her. Colette and Space Cowboy made were so crazy. They never came out, but um, so good. Starstruck. <laughs> Gaga Space Cowboy was mm-hmm. insane. Where is mm-hmm. he at? Is he can he come back? Like where's he like at? Does Space Cowboy still work? I want to say yes because I've heard of that recent I've heard of him recently. I feel like he does he is doing shit, but not I don't know. I don't know. Oh Nadio is like like genius, like hot, like wow. Um oh, wow, yeah. Got your number. Yeah. Got your number. I mean my what Egyptian else? lover. My Egyptian lover. What else from that that era that was sort of like um obscure in the pop sphere i'm trying to remember anything nicola nicola roberts solo album from girls aloud that was pretty weird don't even know it don't even know it do you know girls aloud i feel like i've heard of it i feel like that unearthed something in my brain they were like a like the um a sort of like um how do i start like glossy pop production respected girl group like post spice girls in the early 2000s they had this song called like sound of the underground and they worked with this producer I, that sound Zen- of the underground has jogged my memory xenomania hmm. and um yeah they were like a part of this like posh brit, brit you guys should listen to call the shots by them cheryl cole was in the mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. do you know who she is i do know cheryl cole yeah yeah um, That's so funny that you guys don't know who Girls Aloud is. <laughs> you know. A lot of these people are just you know, lost to do you the know, ether. Do you know, know No Secrets? That's what girls do? No, but that sounds very up my alley. Do you know Dream? He loves you not. No Secrets. That's what girls do. I would get that tattooed on me today. Do, do you know? No, you would love That's What Girls Do by No Secrets. You should watch the video after. Do you know Eden's Crush? Nicole Scherzinger's first group? No. Her first group? Yeah, yeah, they did a cover of Sheila E's The Glamorous Life. That's really crazy. That poor girl has really been through the ringer. They've put Nicole Scherzinger through a lot. Do you like her solo work? Like, uh, right there and all that? I mean, eh, eh. <laughs> I was a Danny D. Kane girl, but... Love Danny Oh, Danny D. Kane is, oh is insane. Love Danny Kane. Making the band, the show, and then having the girl groups actually have a career after. like And, like, have a real career with, like, hits. Right. Like Oh, Danny Kane is amazing. Damaged. Um, Damaged. Showstopper. Still nothing sounds like Showstopper. Do you love Cassie? Cassie's very respected yes. in yes. the music Cassie's underground. Yeah. Cassie, yeah. the um person who official Nicki Minaj girl, has been trying to pass off as her voice so- for a long nothing, time. Nothing, <laughs> nothing <laughs> sounds like Official Girl by Cassie yeah. at all. Tour, no. tour every time. Love I'm it. Trying to think, of, think of what else. Spit out more. I agree. I think it's Spit out more, 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 more artists. I'm trying to think. think. You guys don't know who French Affair is, right? French Affair, no. Old, no. Check. Um, everything I listened to from around. The Did you guys listen to like Hypem? Like, were you guys on Hypem? Like, with the try, like when, when like the blogs would like chart music and like create like no a, no I like that's that. that's sort of like how like Steve Aoki remixes and like like the Justice Pop of the Glock blew up. It was like sort of it was really cool. It was basically all of the cool music blogs would then chart all of the highest like music of the the week or month. And this sort of like internet-y separate yeah chart. yeah, but it was like yeah. 
It was very hip and like uh, trendy. If you went, it was like for the Urban Outfitters shopper, you know. Uh-huh. When I was like nine years old, I was really obsessed with Lady Sovereign. <laughs> okay, love you, love yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. bad, bad Babysitter by Princess Superstar? Princess Superstar, yeah, like Exceder and um, uh, this is the song we yeah, we just had a we just used a, a Princess Superstar song as theme music on the show recently. Do you like Miranda Cosgrove's album? <laughs> i've heard it i've heard it but i haven't given it a fair chance do, do you guys like <laughs> like like sky ferrera's music of oh, course i love sky Ferreira. yeah yeah i've done a whole episode on someone's podcast about sky i love her <laughs> oh my yeah. god <laughs> you like nighttime my time yeah of big course. nighttime my time horror love that yeah she gave are you ready for masochism i've been ready yeah. is she ready <laughs> yeah i've gone through so many major life changes waiting for it i mean she gave us don't forget which is one like, don't forget is such a fucking so good song good, and then she left i love don't forget it's so don't good keep, keep it makes me line. it's a very yeah. life-affirming song it, it makes me feel life. very very happy to be alive i have to go outside and take a walk every time i listen to it yeah yeah, yeah there is no, a fire no, on your street no no yeah d- definitely she's really good at good at um emoting but she before Nighttime, my time had a lot of mainstream type pop songs that she made with like Bloodshot and Avant, like Britney's mm-hmm. producers, and yeah, and that's how it was like the early shit, like one yeah, or whatever. Have, yeah, have you guys heard heard that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Love she, it. She did stuff Love. with Doctor Doctor Luke as well, like touch. Yeah, she yeah, kicked around all kinds of little industry machines for so long because she was just. I mean, you can't have Sky Ferrera's face and not be a pop star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even like. Krayshawn back in the day, like I know. Oh, Krayshawn is like, amazing. Gucci, yeah. Gucci, go hard, la la la. Nothing goes as hard as Gucci, Gucci still. Gucci, Gucci, still not timeless. Timeless, yeah. And also, they're the pre predecessors for the characters in Spring Breakers, right? Harmony was inspired by little, like uh, Little Debbie and Krayshawn and all yep. those girls yep. to create Britain Candy. I will be on my deathbed and still know all the lyrics to Gucci, Gucci. Absolutely, I agree. It's fucking great. That would be crazy if Gucci Gucci blew up with like Gen Z or the younger generation on TikTok. It for sure could. It has the potential. That it's like just one of those songs that could. The music video and the choices for styling would absolutely resonate today. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think bling, TikTok. Bling Mickey Mouse ears. Uh huh. Yeah. And she Mickey was kind of fucking real. You know what I mean? Like she she was just herself. Like she, she was, was cool. I love was her. authentic, and she just her. Ripped. Her boyfriend it. wrote the whole thing. Her boyfriend wrote the whole thing and she just agreed. And she was like, I just want to direct the music video. Like, I just want to look cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 She said this on a recent podcast. She was like, Yeah, my boyfriend just wrote it. And then I just wanted to make the video. Like, I wanted to look sick doing it. And then Do you guys she did. Kitty which Pride? Is, which is lo- oh, we've had Kitty on the show. We've had Kitty on the show. Yeah. Oh my God. No way. Yeah. We love her. We She's love like, yeah, we Kitty love Pride. Kitty. Yeah. How did uh, you guys find her on Tumblr? Uh, when OK Cupid blew up, I was really obsessed with that song in high school. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's fucking great. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. And we like her newer shit too. Like all the like her newer stuff was so fucking good. Cool. She does like kind of more like electronic y pop music now that I think is great. Yeah. Like two minutes is one of my favorites by her. Affectionate's yeah. a great song. Yeah. Um, New Leaf's a great song. What is your what is your favorite version of, of fashion? Heidi Montag or Gaga? The red the red one song fashion. I'm just trying to like I guess like employer i am embarrassed to say this but i do like the gaga version a lot oh i think heidi is like the most perfect i love heidi i love heidi and i also love heidi because superficial is like an insane album oh my god it's a crazy album i i am a heidi sympathizer and lover do you guys like grimes love grimes i want to get her tattooed 
Yeah. No way, really. Um, from the Genesis music video where she's in the school girl outfit. Yeah, yeah like, with the snake. I want to get her in a pinup style, like traditional. <laughs> yeah. Style. yeah. Do you guys, do you guys like Brick Candy? Absolutely. Love Brooke Love Candy. Brooke Candy. I've been harassing Brooke Candy my whole life to uh, get her to come on the show. Come by Brooke Candy is also a perfect. Come is an amazing song. <laughs> you guys are so that funny. album cover. I message her like once every three months to be like, please come on my fucking podcast. Because Brooke Candy would have the tea too. Like, I just, and we would have some. Yeah, too. I love her. Well, what about Cupcake? Cupcake, I, Cupcake, I've seen live three times. I have seen her live a couple of times. Uh, we have friends who've been in her music video. We were supposed to be in her LGBT, her LGBT <laughs> music video. That is, that is fucking amazing. We were, she recorded on our college campus and she was like recruiting gay people to come and do it. And I think that me and Nick were both like working that day because we were- Yeah, I had work. Our friends went and our friends were all in like- Are in that music video. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Yeah. And she like oh gave God. everybody like so much money. She like sent people this, home with money. Was she got an Airbnb, told everyone to go there. Her mom was there, and her mom was standing at the ATM, being, "How much do you need? How much do you need?" Because it was just like asking it was also, like, people how much gay guys and like a couple of drivers yeah. too. So she was just giving out money to people that needed it. And yeah, when I worked sweet. when I worked with Cupcake, her mom was there as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I very her. supportive lady. She was in the back uh filming her on, at the stage when we saw her at a uh, Mambi. Yeah, and uh, Cupcake is from Chicago, and I will always. She's a Chicago girl. She's yeah, a real Chicago girl. Yeah, she's very funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that like was her. that was weird. That rumor when she said she had sex with Shawn Mendes or something, or she had some. <laughs> she just says a lot of shit. <laughs> <She has an laughs> what What is on. your guys's um theories about Sha- Mr. Shawn Mendes? He's a hundred percent a raging homosexual, and everyone knows. <laughs> but I. But okay. Here's the thing. If I were him and everyone were telling me all the time that I was, I, would I also would be putting up this much of a fight. Yeah, because I'd be like, I don't know. Now I'm going to double down. I'd be like, well, no, I now I, he literally he has, have you seen the tattoo? Because that's what a gay guy does. What tattoo? The tattoo right here that says good boy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I knew Honey. about that. Tattoo, Honey. But... Ooh, yeah, do you, think, do you think that's like a kink thing that he did that? Straight guys don't like fucking like they're don't like pretending they're a dog when they have sex with people. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that's that's interesting. Do you think that's his like cryptic way of talking to everyone? Like just like trying to say it. I feel if I were in his position, I would be giving people little tidbits and sneaking out little things, and then not confer- and then and then never it. never confirm. Do you think it? the Camila relationship was fake? Yeah, I mean, she yes. sucks too. She'll do whatever to stay above water. Camila w- has never had sex with anyone did you watch the um what movie was she in with um cinderella did you watch that movie (laughs) i didn't watch cinderella oh you should you'll have very different opinions on camilla cabello it was fucked up it was fucked up the the end i don't want to spoil the ending for you but at the end of the movie her and her fictional mother serenade each other with an acoustic ballad version of let's get loud by jennifer lopez and that's how the movie ends that's really and that's how it ends that's, that's the emotional crux. That's crazy. <laughs> Let's, Let's get up. loud. Let's, Let's get loud. Up. Me to my mother, who I've been warring with for a whole movie. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking is crazy. crazy. It's not. Oh my god. It is not worse than Fire Island, though, which did just get nominated for a, a, an award for writing. Oh my god, I think Brett liked Fire Island. No, I like you. You like watched it. I was texting Brett, him and like me. making making fun of him. <laughs> Yeah, no, because he's just like always I, some person I talk to the most. Yeah, my only friend. So, um, <laughs> but um, d- d- definitely, yeah. What did you guys think of Ireland? 
I thought it was the worst movie I've ever seen. I think it should be banned in America. I think it should have ended in a trial by fire. What did you guys think of Barbie? Loved. Really? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> he loved it too. I don't think I'm allowed to say that, but yeah. It was sweet. Like, it, it was, was great. Yeah. Barbie that it was, was two hours of euphoria. Yes. Oh, yeah. It oh was it was very it was sweet as candy. Loved there, it. There were so many very but there were so many the things in there that made me happy and made me um experience joy in a way that I hadn't felt in a long time. It was, okay it with, was like, a good old fashioned great time at the movies. Exactly, you're, exactly. You're you're okay with the takedown of the patriarchy and all that? In it was so stupid. Yes. That whenever they said patriarchy shit, it was almost like an invitation to not take it seriously. I just had it go in with smooth brain, so every time they said it, it just went right off. Right. Whoop. It okay, was like, okay. Water off a duck's back, as they say. Yeah. Just let yourself enjoy things. Okay. It okay, did make wow. me feel like I have been holding myself back from enjoying a lot of libtard shit. For the sake of it being. For the sake of it, just on the surface of things, of the aesthetic revulsion I naturally have. Oh, okay. Yeah, over, that, that's good. That's it's good. Like giving, it, it's like drag race. You now. just got to give yourself over and open up your heart to joy. It gave a hug to the wounded lib, lib version of you. Yeah. Five exactly. years ago. I, I went inside and I, I comforted my inner lib. Yeah, we shared a drink. Are it's you been guys a long in therapy? Time. I used to be, and it wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So ChatGPT is like really good to talk to you about. Yeah, like, AI is going to take over everything. And for feelings. sure, like, I mean, it's probably just as helpful, if not more. Mm-hmm. I feel like therapists always just confirm my own suspicions about the world, and my suspicions are crazy. So it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a healthy feedback loop to put myself in. That's so <laughs> like I feel like therapists always used to be like, yeah, everyone is out to get you and hates you. <laughs> oh my god, like, that is I don't so know. Funny. Maybe oh I'm my wrong. God. Are we almost at three hours? I don't even understand. We're at time. Yeah, we can, we're so we can totally be done. Um, we're at two ten, which yeah. is is that a, is that a vibe? For that's a beautiful today? episode. That's great. Be one of our longest. Yeah. Okay. Well, can, can I like? Say where people can find me and like do an outro. Please, yes. Do an outro. <laughs> plug away, plug away. <laughs> okay. So um my debut novel, New Millennium Boys, is in stores uh September 12th. Please, if you enjoyed this episode and you got a lot of spoilers and you want to piece it all together, please buy it. Tell your <gasps> friends about it. Um, who are into this uh extreme teen genre. Unfortunately, I have no socials, so please write me a letter at fanmail at alexkazemi.com if you enjoyed the episode. And um, yeah, alexkazemi.com is where to find me. We have to make a new Millennium Boys site at some point. We will. It's not up yet. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, it's been an amazing opportunity and privilege to be able to talk to two really smart and cool people. And I'm just so grateful have been on the pod with you guys to pod with you guys for this long it's so amazing oh my yeah, god absolutely. thank you so much for joining us in the plus size creators lounge <laughs> it's been final thoughts on new millennium boys mine oh no right we'll do our personal thoughts yeah, final you thoughts. Guys can share them i don't want to talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um closing thoughts on new millennium boys i truly think anybody who um feels suspicious of the world they're currently living in uh which is hopefully everybody listens to this show if you're delusional enough to listen to this podcast i imagine you probably feel similarly to me uh if you do feel trapped in a hell of your own creation i highly recommend reading this book it was great i had an amazing time um i've like i said i i ripped through this shit and um yeah i lived i loved i had many epiphanies (laughs) yeah 
I'm obsessed. Again, one of my favorite things is just the way that people communicate in the novel. It just felt very familiar as someone who grew up in this very like similar boyish environment, whether it was online or in person playing sports. Um, I got a lot of it and it is very Beautiful. comforting and it is amazing. And there's so many great themes in it. And there are certain lines that just very touched my heart, especially in the chaos and in all the madness and all this insane imagery. So yes. it's absolutely oh, worth a read. And I judge a book by its cover and the cover is so fucking And cute. the cover is kind. I judge a book by its cover and bitch, you're going to Do you guys it. remember those stickers? Oh, I the stickers are so cute. I'm looking I at have, my sticker right now. It's I on my, put up on my, calendar, my, my computer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but do you guys re- do you guys remember them from back in the day? Like that that vibe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I always cool. um the ones that you would put uh quarters and, in and you'd then, push yes, through. Yes. Yes. yes Boom. Those are Just the ones. Anime check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some sparkly anime check. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh, All right. Thanks. Well, again, yes. thank you so much for joining us. It's been a lovely, lovely time speaking with you. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Thank you for the book. Good luck with your <laughs> pub week and Good all your luck. things. And thank you. Uh, stay strong, army strong. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for joining us in the booth live on Thought Fucking Topics. Okay. Bye. Woo! That was amazing. <laughs>